0: 2 1 moon stars <laughs>
1: Hello, everybody, welcome back to the Thick and Butter Podcast. <laughs> My name is Alex. <laughs> I am Jesse. AKA Thick. And but, uh, And this is episode, oh boy, 85. Jesus, yeah. 85. Uh, but also, more importantly, it is Butter's birthday we recording this on his birthday. You're probably you're definitely not listening to this on his birthday, but we are no. recording this on his birthday. And I just want to say before we start, happy birthday, my friend. Thank uh, you. I love you.
0: Uh, I love you,
2: too.
0: How old are you? I'm 23. 38. Oh. I'm 38. 20, 23, Going on 40. 52. <laughs> 57. 52
2: years old. <laughs>
0: uh, here's
1: to many more podcast and many more years of friendship here here buddy here here anyway let's talk about pooping uh
0: so <laughs> you've, had good, you've had good you you said an alarming thing to me the last time we talked i don't know if we talked about this on the podcast but you said it was normal to not poop for a month and i still no, find that yeah, hard to believe no, I, okay i'm gonna do i'm gonna, I'm gonna double check my research 'Cause uh, that because seems crazy. Remember, and then you and then you you casually said after that, it's like, Oh yeah, I've i not pooped for a week before. And maybe... I dude, I haven't, I haven't pooped for like two weeks before. that's
1: alarming to me. Have you ever um, I guess we don't really travel that much. We don't really travel that much, but one no. of the things that is very common when like uh, when you travel, like especially on a plane, like long distance. Yeah. Yeah. Like you I don't for whatever reason, like you can't sometimes, like, go to the bath. Like, I was in, I think I was in, uh, I know when I went to Europe, when I was in London, I didn't poop for, like, four or five days. Like, wow. After the, after the flight. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know. So what should I look at? 10?
0: Maybe maybe shit is just scared say of heights. i I
1: haven't pooped
0: <laughs> in... In a hey. <laughs> is that is that how, okay, here
1: you go health healthline.com how long okay. can you go without pooping okay yeah yeah. this is exactly this is, what, this is what we want baby <laughs> uh, <laughs> what does it say let, me it in. let me it in here uh, okay <laughs> fucking 85 um how long do you go without pooping? A normal pooping frequency is anywhere from three times a day! <laughs> wow, not normal to, either. Dude, wait, look at this gap, though. A normal pooping frequency. this is what's weird. A normal pooping frequency is anywhere from three times a day to every other day. Okay. You know, so that's pretty, that's a pretty wide gap. Like, you can either be yeah. pooping three times a fucking day or yeah. every once in a while. Um, yeah. Most people go to about yeah, right, right, right. That um, seems
0: about like what my schedule is. There's days where it just feels like I'm in the bathroom all day long and then there's and then and then there's the easy going days, the intermittent skip days so if you have you
1: longer days? In several days so I guess like this is saying that. If you it's like it's weird because if you haven't been pooping for any days and you are oh my god. <laughs> you are <laughs> experiencing like these symptoms like uh I like this one. Feeling as if you should poop but cannot. Um Nausea and then this one vomiting up school. Which, Ew,
0: I don't that even know. That seems impossible. extreme. That sounds terrible. That oh. sounds horrible.
1: Um, up, and then cough they, up Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I must be wrong. It must be, I must have got, like, a week or two. Um yeah. But this, this article cites a horrific story of a young woman in the UK who didn't poop for eight weeks, and the, the stool caused her intestines to enlarge, so significantly they pressed on her organs and led to a heart attack. Uh, wow. I remember –
0: that reminds me of a story, like, this horror story on Reddit, which I am not sure is true because I think that it would probably have killed her if this happened, Uh where a woman was, like, trained that, like, it's bad for girls to poop. So she, she, like, was at a party or something, and she didn't, and, like, she had this major problem, and they had to, like, do major surgery – and make cut make her asshole really small and oh, it was like but, super no. painful and i oh. always think about that i it's like it's like i don't know if this is true or not but i'm just so happy to just poop often now like it just makes yeah. me so feel so much better it's just like i don't want a small asshole dude anyways i also want to go at the point that it's like yeah i thought it was crazy that, that not pooping for a month was normal uh-huh. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean i think like i mean i couldn't think i was wrong i think like you definitely go probably two or three weeks without pooping
0: yeah Um, i mean eight weeks isn't a month that's like two months that's like that's a long time like okay for me if i didn't poop in a week i would be concerned but not thinking about a doctor it's all
1: about your like say you poop like (laughs) <laughs> Once every two weeks and you're sure. fine. You know, that's your schedule. You do that yeah. every Man and like that that's that's okay. You, that's how your body works. Yeah, you know? and that's what this article is saying too, kind of that you're like you're the way that you're about your poop cycle. You know, if you have a if poop, your poop cycle, cycle is of, cycle like, out of whack, like you're pooping. Yeah eight times a day and you're like I don't normally yeah. do this Yeah, and you feel like sick you know that's probably a problem pooping too much is also an issue you know
0: yeah yeah I, there was just a story oh this is a great actually shout out of a of a comic I just read that I read a long time ago but I really love it's a Chester Brown comic called Ed the Happy Clown have you ever heard of this Well. Yeah. It's a comic, um, it was kind of an improvised surrealist comic, but there's there's this plot line in this story that is a central plot line that is about a guy who can't stop shitting and it turns into that the the reason he can't stop shitting is that there's an alternative dimension that is the same as ours but it's very small (laughs) but there's no plumbing system and the way that they solve their plumbing problem is that they found this portal to our dimension which is this man's asshole and they just shove all of their waste from their universe into this into this our dimension does that make sense that's
1: pretty fucking funny
0: I yeah it's that. it's awesome i r- highly recommend reading ed the happy <laughs> clown <laughs> that's
1: hilarious but yeah dude I mean, so yeah dude I, mean, I was going to go into a horrific pooping story but i'm kind of second guessing myself i think about you it.
0: you know my horrific pooping story cause it happened when you got prodded are you talking about that story like um, when you well, that's that's the story that pursuit
1: after this specific story yeah. All right. I'll just tell it. I don't care. Yeah, I don't yeah. I'll tell it. I don't. Get, I want to I, know. I'm hesitant because I don't know if I've ever told this on a podcast before. I don't want to. Oh gotcha this.
2: Okay.
1: We have well, like you, we have like things like this. We have like a hundred hours of this podcast. Wow, that's true. Know yeah. What I fucking said. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> it's uh, gonna be so wild. If like the we. Story, I, I apologize. But yeah, we can uh, cut it if need be. Um. So I this is one of Lender's end games came out, so this was okay. two <gasps> years ago. It's crazy to think of that, right? Two years ago that movie came out. Yeah. Um, and Oh so yeah. We, it is. So we went and saw that movie opening it, which is a super fun experience. But when you were I was super sick, like during that <laughs> when that movie came out. And that's oh, yeah. why we never renewed that movie. We never we never yeah.
2: reviewed
1: the biggest movie of all time Which is kind of crazy <laughs> but, uh, but that's because I was having this severe Constipation You know cr- I was doing anything I was selling, Dispositories up my butt Drinking yeah. <laughs> Drinking like Juice Like it Pure fiber Pure fiber Nothing was working And uh, I was in a lot of pain And like yeah. I, We had tickets To see this movie I was like We can't I'm going So we went <laughs> And if you remember, the first I saw it, I had the to, I had, I had to go to the bathroom, so I got up and I left during Black Widow's death scene. So yeah, I, I remember missed, that. I missed that. One of my favorite things ever is I missed that whole scene, and I came <laughs> back, and I sat down, and I, was, and I whispered, and I was like, did I miss anything? And you like, why not? and you were like, a lot. I was <laughs> so <I'm>... like, fuck. <laughs> um, so, uh, so but, okay, so that was fine. So, yeah. I wanted to see that scene, so I went by myself to see the movie, like, I think like the next week or whatever, maybe yeah. two weeks later, and I went by myself during the day, and I was sitting, there's going no to the theater, and I was sitting like, up <laughs> watching the movie, and I, you know, I had this instance where, you know, like, when you think you're gonna fart, you know, you're uh-huh. like, I gotta uh-huh. fart. And then you fart, and just more comes out. And so I just had such a massive, wet fart in this movie theater. And, <laughs> like, by myself, and I was like, I just shit my fucking pants. Like, watching it, and then just end by myself. And until so I, like, walk into the bathroom, and, like, went to the stall, and was like, like, I was like, hopefully, I was like, it's not that much so I can do these salads, these pants, or, or you know, these, these underwear. No. So, I basically, I had to, I, I was like, dude, I couldn't even put these back on. So, I basically yeah. had to, like, throw away my underwear wow. <laughs> in the
0: bathroom when I watched the rest of the movie <laughs> That's hysterical. I do kind of remember, <laughs> was that the same time? Oh man, this is going to be kind of a blue ball part of this story. But I remember that there was weren't there two guys peeing and they said something incredible while you yes, were dealing like, I, with I your shit. Fucking can't remember what he said. It was one I of those remember
1: things that was so crazy. Yeah. I also th-
0: the really tragic thing about that is that when you told me, it was so funny and ridiculous that I was like, yeah. I'll never forget that ever. Oh, I'll yeah. always remember that. You know. And we, neither of us remember. It was it's devastating.
1: Well devastating.
0: I, I couldn't even repeat
1: another thing that I overheard somewhere yeah. that we say to each other. <laughs> <Like> I couldn't <laughs> say it. I couldn't even say
0: that because it was so absurd. It was but quite inappropriate. Quite
1: inappropriate. <laughs> I like to think that we have no rules on this podcast, but in this case I will not say <laughs> what I overheard a yeah. A white person say. That's what yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll let you we'll let you put the yeah. pieces together with we'll that let information. Let
1: um I wanted to pivot and okay. talk about some movie news. Not oh yeah, news, I guess. What's up? But dude, <coughs> Godzilla versus Kong. Bro, <laughs> right. that trailer is absurd. That trailer yeah, it is absurd. I'm um, into it. Yeah. I'm super into it. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I genuinely am very excited about it. You know, yeah. I know we were we doing Godzilla King of the Walkers, the season yeah. of the twenty fourteen Godzilla movie. It's actually genuinely good, the twenty fourteen. Uh, yeah. movie, really it's cool. like
0: it's like good with some pretty serious caveats to that good. You know what I mean? It's like it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. like it's like yeah. no one goes in expecting to empathize with the the yeah. people. Yeah. But if we just if we if you just focus on the monster clips, if it was just like a monster clip yeah. animated short film, yeah. that movie would be fucking yeah. Yeah. fantastic. And also,
1: like what I like about the first Lulu was like the Gareth Edwards director who went on the Rogue
0: One. Uh, mm-hmm. he oh, you like did? Wait, had, wait. Rogue one, Rogue one? I thought Rogue One was before the
1: Godzilla no, 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 movie. No, no, no. I'm talking about the 2014
0: Godzilla, the one before that. Oh, the one,
1: like, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Aaron Taylor johnson in it. Grand Crasson, Brian Crasson's gotcha. Kressen, in it for a second. Uh, oh,
0: I do. I, I saw that movie. Yeah. That was very unmemorable. Yeah, uh, very
1: yeah. Unmemorable. That, one I, that one I'm talking about. That one I think is like, kind of enjoyable. Yeah, but, I like, like one that things, one. I like, like that one too. Really. really cool about that movie is the scale. Like he was like uh-huh. able to like because one of the things yeah. that I like about it was like it was told from this like army guy's perspective, like a big guy. But what I liked about that was like he was in it. Like he was mm-hmm. on. He was like in the cities. Like so you got all these amazing shot, Like like perspective. Yeah, that's a really good Godzilla. point. That's like, a really it good point. Really, really cool. But King of the Monsters kind of took more of a... Uh, it was more not so much like grounded in reality. Who's was kind of yeah, like... Yeah, like The monster stuff in King of the Monsters was fucking fun as shit. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. All the fucking monster sequences and the fights were so fun. The issue was is the fucking humans. Man. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I yeah. do not care. Uh, you, you, you know, know I, and the first I, thing I tested you about this trailer <laughs> was listen, less human, more monkey lizard. Come on. I'm in, lay it on know?
0: me. Yeah, seriously. I, You know, as you are saying, as you were talking about this, and as I watched the King Kong, uh, no, uh, the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer, I, I really did remember. I didn't have bad experiences with any of the Godzilla movies, you yeah, know what I mean? And maybe yeah. it's because you go in with kind of a Godzilla expectation, because you know exactly yeah, I mean, what you're going to get, right? Yeah, right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a kind of a nice thing about Godzilla. It's yeah. really hard to be disappointed. It's like, oh, dude, they just <laughs> like, they just like, they showed Godzilla and he was really big, but like that human, he was kind of yeah. two dimensional, man. Kind of like. <laughs> <Did> you- <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I always always like,
1: like roll my eyes and like. Like, when I saw that, like, critics especially were, like, review like, the, the latest one, and they were, like, "Yeah." <laughs> they were, like, they were, like, dude, like, w- like, where are the characters, man? Like, what are you, like, the problem with the newer one to do was just too much of the humans. Like, yeah. it was just, like, bro, like, like, you're wasting time. Like, show me the fucking, show me more of Godzilla. You yeah. Know? And, I'm... like, tr- they tried. They tried
2: yeah
0: <laughs> I feel, like, I, feel like, I,
1: don't cry. I feel
0: like one of the things what what I'm kind of hoping for um with the Kong versus Godzilla trailer, which is kind of which is cool, is that there's like a really clear story and rivalry between Kong and Godzilla, obviously. Right. But then they're also shipping that there's, like, this other storyline about, like, a secret history, which I'm not mm-hmm. saying is, like, interesting, but if they have an actual story like that, then the characters themselves don't have to be that interesting if there's, yeah, like, a story right. happening that's, yeah. like, somewhat engaging. It's like, okay, I'll, did, I'll ride this train just to see you, more monsters. Did you see Kong's Island? No, I did didn't. Did you see that?
1: So I saw that movie, and I think that is the worst of the, of the, the recent monster movies.
0: I remember you didn't. Um, you said you did not like that at did all. Did not like it,
1: and but I will admire it for like Kong is awesome. Like mm-hmm. the the new Kong. I mean, all of the washers that they get right. They get right. The weird thing about Cog Island that was a really weird. Like I kind of admire like the the attempt at what Skull Island. Did. Like maybe we, we'll, I think maybe for cog Island's review.
0: Like Godzilla, the first Godzilla movie in time. Yeah. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> you know, it would be cool. Be kinda fun. It would be kind of cool to do like a, a marathon view. So we watch all these yeah. movies leading up to it and yeah, we man. just kind of, even we I revisit. Love this shit, man. I like Me it too.
1: because it's a franchise that, like, is like, you know, giant, Like, the, the, the idea is giant monsters punching each other. You know, like. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> That's see pretty that, good.
2: You
1: know? And, uh, I and mean. So,
0: Monster but, movies are like my favorite genre ever. So yeah, and the, and, and, awesome. and Godzilla is like the monster movies Candy granddaddy of all granddaddy monster movies. So like I'm yeah. uh, you know and and you're right. The thing that's cool about this modern era is just how like the CGI now is so crazy good. Like I was dude, looking Kong That monkey? So cool. He, he looks like a giant fucking monkey, dude. looks really cool. This is really really cool, man. Yeah. Like now, yeah, you're right. This day it is. you just do like crazy shit. And even even though the actors, even it, this is also like a uh, a compliment to how good the CGI looks because the actors don't do a good job acting to the CGI. But I still believe <laughs> that there's a giant monster yeah, next right. to them. Yeah, I right. still yeah. believe that because it looks right. so realistic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've only seen trailer. I have seen movies. I know what I'm talking about. I've seen two of the movies. They they do yeah, look you, like that. The only one you haven't seen is called. Castle mm-hmm. Island, yeah, and like Castle Island, I remember
1: being so excited because the, the trailer is one of the most
0: badass trailers I think I've ever seen. Like I because I, I, I kind of remember it. I think they played it a lot.
1: What did? So what? It's, it was a weird movie because the, the director like tried to make. He was attempting to make, like, a B movie. Like, kind of Mm. this, like, B movie. That's interesting. With, like, this modern... You know, he's trying to make, like, like an old-school Oscar movie. Sure, yeah. But with that, like, you you got these characters that were truly, like, lifeless. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. really boring. Mm -hmm. And it was such a missed opportunity because you had, like... Fucking Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. John C. Riley, Tom Hiddleston, Brie wow. Larson, like, oh, wow. we had a fucking bad-ass cast. cast. And you did nothing with any of these actors. I mean, yeah. and I love Brie Larson. I think she's an amazing actress. Dude, her character in that movie, I shit you not, is like the girl that takes
0: pictures. Like, she's wow what a got a
1: character like wow. she doesn't even do anything
0: and they don't and kill so, him off or anything cool like that
1: no yeah. and then like the, the the character like the Jackie Riley's character is the only one that they, that had like some arc to it but like they're like like they are all cargo stereotypes you know yeah. he's trying kind to of make a a yeah you know and some people really
0: liked it you know like they're
1: like yeah. using that duty I think you pretty okay. Are they, like, um, better they,
0: than the other, like, Godzilla franchise I'm just, like they're, they're better than KO for sure. Mm-hmm. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, people um,
0: really shat on that movie. They really disliked that movie a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I like, I understand, like, if you like, say, if you, like, grew up watching those new horror movies and, like, like, that he was clearly a Logic, like, kind of lose bad, kind of, uh, washer movies from like the 70s because the movie also is really cool because it's set in the 70s and it kind of has this like apocalypse now kind of vibe to it yeah and and kong was awesome he looked great and also a disappointing thing about kong is like too was like you know the fight at the end dude i remember seeing the first godzilla movie with one of my buddies one of my favorite theater experiences ever because the first Godzilla movie has this bad ass finale scene where mm. when he's fighting Gothra and when he unleashes his fire breathing shit on Gothra yeah. for the first time. Dude, I remember like fucking like cheering in the theater. Like, I was yeah. like this is the coolest <laughs> shit. So, you see the instead of King of Monsters had an awesome, you know, King fucking That was fucking so sick. That was awesome sick. Fight. Yeah, awesome was fight. Sick. He uses, like, the EMP and just fucking, like, just, it's awesome. It's so cool. So, you're waiting for that moment, right? Like, if the movie's bad, you're like, well, at least the monster fight's going to be cool. Yeah. The talk fight is kind of boring. It's oh, not man. really that cool. And also, like, they they took, like, the, the idea of, like, Skull Island, you know, so there's a bunch of different creatures on this island, and Kong is the, the king of yeah. Skull Island, you know? And so um, some of the creatures look cool, but, like, I I I had such a hard time, like, remembering certain things uh-huh. from that movie. yeah. And so it was kind of a bar, but this Godzilla vs. Kong, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Because, for one, they look like they're not taking it seriously with the fucking, like, with the rap song playing and fucking, <laughs> like, 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 there's a shot, dude. Like, there's a shot in that trailer that got me so pumped when Kong literally is, like, like, they zoom in into Kong's face and he's just like... <laughs> he's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And he just starts pounding his chest. Yeah. And he's like, dude, yeah, that's what I want to see, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And I think they also, there's a shot where, like, Kong gets, like, a sword.
0: Like, oh, that's sick. Oh, that's so and sick. And then there's a
1: shot, that shot where, like, like, Godzilla, like, fibers, and jumps, like, and in uh, a way, uh, and there's... Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's really sick. And, like, the, the scene where he, put, like, just punches it straight up. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. I, yeah, I... I also have hope because the guy who direct, is directing Godzilla vs. Tom. Who is he? It's Adam Weingart. Okay. So I like a lot of his movies. He made this amazing, whole amazing movie called, um, You're Next, which is, like, fucking yeah. badass. yeah. He named The Guest. Oh, so this guy this guy is guest. a real
0: director, actually.
1: He's... he's a real director. He also did Blair Wicks, the reboot of, of Blair that Wicks. That was okay. He He's interesting. yeah. And he's kind of, like, he, he seems like a really good fit. Because a lot of his movies, especially Your Guest, have this great, like, tongue-in-cheek kind of tone to them. Especially, and... Um, and the guest. Yeah. And so, he actually kind of reminded me of Michael Dougherty. He directed the, the Taylor Lawsers. He you did, know, like, Trick or Treat and uh, Krampus. Oh, He's kind of a similar yeah, director yeah, yeah, to him, Yeah, that is
0: actually... It's, it, that's an interesting vibe. Um, yeah. I think... So, that, that, kind of an interesting... So... I like it more than I like Nickelodeon, like
1: so I'm kind of like, interested to see what he does, uh,
0: Yeah, but. I'm curious to see what he does, too. It is kind of—you uh, know, the Godzilla franchise is kind of an interesting pickle for someone to to work with, especially—specifically in our modern context, I feel. Because uh-huh. in my opinion, I think the best way to, to do—if I were to direct a Godzilla film, I would do it, like you're saying, tongue-in-cheek slightly— um, yeah. But I would also do it with very minimal dialogue and mostly do it like as a visual right. thing. But both of well, those... Well, that was so cool about pivot losses, right? Is yeah. There was like, there's there a lot like... of scenes like that. I mean, there were like
1: like, yeah, I remember when kid, that he or kid Deidre, like, emerges,
0: like, yeah, out of the Yeah, dude! Bro, yeah,
1: that was, it was so like, tight! You couldn't, like, and then,
0: when they were cutting the, like, yeah, that. the like, bro, go to that! that was know? the problem with it, right? Yeah. Because, like, we, it seems like we have an, un- we're, we're so uncomfortable with silence, or not having dialogue, or explaining, yeah. or maybe it's not the audience that aren't comfortable with that, but the directors are so concerned that people, like, won't understand what's happening, or something yeah, like right. that, and that there's always these cut-ins with a lot of movies like this to like re explain or reconfirm that this is what's happening, this is what we're thinking about, this is how <laughs> right. we should feel, yeah. And that was what was so distracting about King of Monsters because you're right, it's just like, dude, just don't cut here, just don't cut, yeah, just leave it. And I guess it would be really different if the humans were like. Likeable, yeah, and, like funny. But, but it's work, but like you know? but like it's like the other thing that you can work with is like, yeah, you can make a movie that is like human centric, like uh oh, fuck, what was that one? You know, the the is it JJ Abrams who made that one monster, like the found footage monster movie? Oh my god, uh um, what's it called? No, uh, he didn't make it, but he, Cloverfield. Cloverfield, yes. I'm thinking of Cloverfield. Movie. Which that's <laughs> that, <laughs> Cloverfield. that's great. But Cloverfield is like the monster, but from character perspectives. But we yeah, want right. Godzilla to yeah. be more like we have some human vessels to fill yes. in the time yeah. but it's more right. like all about monsters so i feel like right. i feel like it's not necessarily the correct thing to do to create really deep characters with godzilla i would love it's that because they're trying to like they're
1: trying to like like make a movie that like like they want the humans they want the audience to like attach themselves to like a Hugo character but like that's not what we're here for. Like, sure. we want to see, like, that's why, like, the first Godzilla, like, kind of, like, worked the best to do because the main character had a family. He had a kid. Yeah. And he had a wife. So you can actually kind of connect to that. Yeah. Because he's trying to find his wife and his kid throughout yeah. the whole movie. And Elizabeth just Olsen just, like, with his with her child, is trying to get away from the monster. Like, you know, it's not the deepest thing in the world, but I'm more emotionally attached to that rather than a bunch of dudes that are in a safe I agree. bubble, you yeah, know, I that agree. are, like, tracking Godzilla, like, bro, like, what's like, I don't care about the, like, the organization that's hunting this yeah. thing down, And know? And,
0: you know, it's also kind of distracting, because with these movies, um, they structure it in a kind of conventional format, where you, people, I think, subconsciously or consciously recognize that, you know, I know I should be, sympathizing and empathizing with this character because of these story beats and stuff, but I don't because they're shallow and I hate them. <laughs> yeah, right, and yeah. that can be like a yeah. really kind of distressing experience when you have yeah. this character's like, I know I should field something for this person, but I really just don't at all. <laughs> yeah, right. What are you
1: like gonna do? They like see Godzilla or something, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And then the guy just goes, "Zilla."
0: <laughs> that was a great moment. Like, it was hilarious. Super funny. I wish there was more stupid shit like that <laughs> I that was in know. there.
2: I know, just just like that. You the know, because
0: because you yeah? know what's kind of fucked up about that scene too is that like it doesn't that like okay I think that's like the best scene in the movie, but based on the context that they choose to play off. All of the other characters, it like doesn't work with the context that they're choosing. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a good point. So it's, yeah, like, it's like, it's like, it's like this doesn't work. But I wish it was all like this. So it yeah. kind of sucks. So you're getting like the wrong like feedback, saying that this is so, a bad moment, but it's not. That's a good moment. Make it all like that. <laughs> I don't know. Like Congress is Godzilla. Like
1: I don't, I don't get enough of, like the healing stuff. To, like now what the code of the healing stuff is gonna be yeah. in the new one. I do think the child angle is a little more interesting where Kong is like has this like connection with the yeah. child I'm like okay I have a little I'm bit also, of emotion. Uh, it also looks exciting that, because but. the child
0: doesn't look like she talks I think that's intriguing
2: too
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> yeah, really to talk.
1: That's cool you know like yeah silent kind of Kong has this you know uh, attachment to this child like I like that Um but I was reading some theories do you think yeah. so one of the things that People have been talking about is that they're making Godzilla out to be the villain almost mm-hmm. in the in this. Mm-hmm. and the reading some speculation that that's not really Godzilla but that that's becca oh. Godzilla
0: oh shit that would be pretty dope. so which is a, <laughs>
1: which is totally possible, yeah, totally possible um I don't think that's insane at all, yeah, um because you know in the first two you know they they bill Godzilla as you know, he's a hero he, he's you know he's something we well a hero but he's somebody that
0: he's like the protector of Japan you know he's like yeah, the ancient right. protector yeah
1: and so but this movie like he's just fucking shit up and yeah. they bring Kong to help you know fight him you know because they can't you know which is an awesome angle Awesome uh, angle. I think that and it's just weird that now so I don't, what is making Godzilla go fucking desert crazy, Though I, I would love
0: to, I would I don't really know like the lore of Godzilla um, super deeply. I would love I to know. I don't know about Godzilla. Yeah, I don't know that either. And I also I don't wanna know. I
1: want to buy. You know what we should do? We with the death Oh, for the criteria like thing? Buy the fucking criteria. Godzilla yeah, criteria collection. That would be so That
0: would be so sick. I would love to see those. I would too. I think they'd be awesome. I think it would be yeah. so awesome. I think. So there's there is there is a, there's like a OG Kong versus Godzilla, right? Oh, yeah. I think it's. Let's see. Who won? I want to
1: say, what's your guess? What what, what year do you think Oh man, versus, the
0: original Godzilla. vs. Cog? Man, that's actually a tough question because I'm not really sure when the Godzilla. I want to say that it's like, like is that this is it starting in the 50s or was it a 60s thing? Or Was it start even before that, like well, in the, the 40s? First... The first Godzilla Well, movie okay, was... it, happened, it happened after World War II, because Godzilla's like the bomb, right? That's like the Dude, bomb, there so are dealing so with that. many
1: This is hilarious.
0: I think so. I think Kong... There's a, there's a movie called Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. That's sick. I think I think that Kong, the original Kong vs. Godzilla, is 1955. 1955. Let's see how wrong... Uh, wow, her. you're really close. How long? Uh, 1952. Wow, oh, 62,
1: 62. Uh, 62, okay. We're still pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 1962 is what we're doing. Wow, that's cool. Um, Who won, does it <laughs> wow, say? wow, the scales are, are something.
0: <laughs> yeah, that they look like 1962
1: Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're, uh, I love this shit. I need to buy the criteria, because it's, they're fucking, they're guys in suits. I know, I know. Fight each know. You know, it's fucking the best, <laughs> you <know>? It's hilarious. <laughs> Um but yeah. So I wonder who won at that movie. Yeah, who won, that's yeah. That was that's know? my question. Like, yeah, who won? was there a winner? I hope so. I hope that I I don't know. Maybe this just a competitive spirit. dude I don't want. I want there to be a winner. Yeah, you know, I do. I want I there to do, be too. a clear fucking Kong one or Godzilla one. You know, like, I don't because you know what's gonna happen. Like, they're gonna, like, gonna be Superman. Oh. like one of them's gonna win, and then they're gonna team up and they're gonna fight against,
0: you know, fucking yeah, whatever. I actually see in here in this quick thing that I just searched who won, Kong or Godzilla, and it says that according to this Wikipedia article, it says that Toho uh. confirmed that King Kong was the winner, which surprises me. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. So
1: I mean is it obvious that he's the winner? Yeah. I don't know Well yeah, in the <laughs> in
0: the sixty two in the sixty two, sixty three version, it says the ending of the film makes it seem ambiguous, but Toho later confirmed mm. in and in like the plot synopsis that King Kong was the winner. Which is oh, shit. which is interesting. So is it
1: uh is it Godzilla's turn? Yeah.
2: <laughs> is
0: Godzilla gonna kick the king. Who are you rooting for? That's the question. I mean, right now, right now, I'm always. I, I tend to always lean towards uh, Godzilla, just because, like, I think he. Yeah. I always, as a kid, I always leaned that way because I thought he looked cooler. But like, yeah. the thing about King I'm Kong, the thing about King I'm Kong, that the reason why people sympathize for it is because it's more of a human story, especially with like the King Kong thing. They did it. They did a better yeah, job of right. making it a human story, which is why I yeah, think right. they want. It's He's supposed to be the victor. So yeah, canonically, right. I think. It It makes sense for Kong to win, but it's also kind of weirdly U.S. versus Japan, isn't it? Good point. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) That's weird that Toho. If it's U.S. versus Japan, that Toho. No, I
1: think I wonder. I guess that movie the original one was made. You
0: know, I I would
1: like to look at the history of like that movie because, like, I wonder how that man. Wait,
0: so because like King Kong is a universal. Property, wow, that's you know, hilarious! Did they literally? Is that how fucking egotistical America is? That they're just like, dude, <laughs> we're making our monster win in the versus movie. Like, America has to win. Well, yeah,
1: I don't know if this was America's. Like, I don't, was that a, was that a Japanese movie? Yeah, like, right. Or was that an American? Movie? I feel like it was. Yeah. I
0: feel like it had to be a combined franchise, right? Because King it Kong, King be, Kong right? was, was like a yeah, you just put Kong in a fucking. i'm
1: I'm sure i'm sure i'm
0: sure most movie nerds know this and i feel like i feel like i should know this so i feel a little bit ashamed not knowing it honestly but oh dude there's like i mean there's a reason why they put all the fucking
1: godzilla movies on criteria Mm -hmm. in, in like the like special edition because there are major fans of Lulu's loonies, they're, you know, they're, they they're, they're hard. Out there yeah. that are Godzilla fucking diehard. So, so here's
0: the thing about like Japanese style, uh, it tends to be a lot of Japanese style stuff. Cause I'm also thinking about manga. And this is kind of a cool side effect about the method of just throwing a bunch of shit out there, regardless of quality, is that if you throw enough enough movies out there, like there's so many Godzilla movies of varying qualities and stuff, but then you'll take it and you think about like the overarching universe and the laws of it, and it kind of changes it into this cool, semi-realistic thing, because there's just so much lore to base off of everything, you know what I mean? And I think that that's that's kind of a neat thing about a franchise, like... Oh, um,
1: sorry. When I just. I look up how many Godzilla movies there are. <laughs> and, like, I. It's There are
2: 36 of
1: them. <laughs> what? That's a lot. Alright, I'm just gonna. Hold on, I'm gonna start. Oh, wow. Okay, so you have the Toho films, which is like the original 15. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Oh my god, No, the original thirty two
0: are the coho films. The last one
1: came out in two thousand eighteen. What the
2: fuck?
0: Yeah. These they, wait, Netflix I don't think they ever the I don't think they ever stopped making Godzilla films. I don't think All they right. ever have. So the first one was Godzilla.
1: Came out Good Godzilla uh, appropriate gun. Wait a minute. What? Okay, wait, okay. And then we have King Kong versus Godzilla was
0: the third one uh-huh. in 1962. That was the third one? Um, That's interesting. Yes. I didn't think that. And then, and then the fourth one was Lothra. Uh, wow.
1: Which, is the, which was the villain of the first movie, mm-hmm. the American one. And then Gudra was the third one. Cool, another cool one. And then one. the sixth one was The Invasion of Astro Monster.
0: <laughs> nice, dude. And
1: then Ebra, Horror of the Deep. Set up, Godzilla. Destroy all monsters. All monsters attack. Godzilla versus Hedra. Godzilla versus Gidra. Wait, 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 Godzilla wait, wait, wait.
0: Hedra? Like, like, Ghidra? yeah. Not, not, Gidra. Hedra,
1: I think like he. I think Hedra,
0: yeah, H E D O R A. I had H- no idea Hedra. there was a Hedra and a Gidra. That's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck and does then, Hedra look like?
2: Uh
1: Hedra looks like...
0: What the fuck do not even know how to describe that? I'll look up a picture.
1: It looks like it kind of looks like. What like, the posters are like? The, the I just got
0: leaves when I looked it up. I just have pictures of leaves. <laughs> oh, it's Hedora. Oh, Hedora.
2: Oh, he's like I a he's right. like
0: a slime trash monster. He's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> Hedra or he. Godzilla or Hidroodra then, or the grooviest kaiju is, flick the, ever these
1: are, we're in the 70s now and then there's Godzilla Deegan I don't know what Deegan is
0: <laughs> I thought you said Deegan Got at first
1: yeah, oh Neg-Lagon. a shark yeah. cool or no neg, no sorry Megalon. not Megalodon okay Megalodon
0: Megalodon
1: dude I gotta watch all these yeah these though. sound it's sick crazy. dude Something these sound sweet this is? And then, yeah, and then this one, Godzilla vs. NECA Godzilla. Yeah. I know that that is a fan favorite. Yeah. So, <laughs> Return of Godzilla. Godzilla what
2: the fuck,
1: Man, dude, man? that would be so fun. Godzilla
0: vs. NECA Godzilla 2. See, they're going sequel. Yeah, I bet that, one, I bet that one's sick. <laughs> I bet it's dope. Godzilla 2000. I wanna... In I'm curious about the Godzilla mm-hmm. movies that like came out right before this modern Godzilla movies Because I, yeah, so I remember... I go Shin Godzilla. Yeah, that's the one that yeah, he's I like kind that, of a... He, was, he's kind of like a yeah. zombie in that one, right?
1: Apparently that one's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, oh, well, the worst thing, the worst Godzilla movie I've ever seen in my life is the first American one. Mm. You know, have you seen that one before? What's it called? He's called Godzilla. It I, came out in the 90s. I haven't seen
0: it, but I've heard it's bad. And
1: it's, and it's directed by Roland who's <laughs> like known for making, you know, you know, like Independence Day, like uh-huh. 2012, like all those like city disaster movies, yeah. like uh, The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. And like He's that director. He made a Godzilla movie, and it is so bad. <laughs> like he's. Who's like a lizard? Like, who's like, yeah. he, they make it out that he's a giant lizard. Like, they, they're not like, like, and I think the way that they described it is that, like, this lizard, like, was like a radioactive lizard. <laughs> they like they, made, like they made
0: Godzilla a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? That's not right. That's not yeah. right at all. Yeah. Uh, in, well, in, yeah. In incorrect decision. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are their own franchise. They 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 ain't Kaiju. What if they did Godzilla versus the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I'd be, I would watch that movie for sure. Oh my sure. god, I'll watch that so fast. Are you kidding me? no Okay, I wouldn't watch it if it was like the creepy CGI Ninja Turtle movies. I'm a big TMNT fan. I'll have you know.
1: I never, see, I never, I never got, I never got into TMNT. Okay, which is kind of weird. The comics,
0: it's right up my alley. The comics are cool. I've read some of the comics, and all of them are really cool. They're, they're like sort of adult and kind of intense. And yeah, then, I, know,
1: I heard that. Yeah. And yeah. then
0: they, then there's the 2003 version of the cartoon, which I watched obsessively as a kid, right. and I'm actually rewatching it now, and it's really sick. I actually, really, <laughs> I still really like it. And then I, I'm not really interested in anything else because all of it just kind of seems like shit. Have you ever see those like
1: 90s, 90s I where, did.
0: Like, I did. Oh, you mean the live action one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, had a, 90s. I had a VHS the movie Secret of one of, of the those. East.
1: The only thing I know about that movie is Vanilla Ice was. I don't <laughs> was, think he he wrote a song for the second one. Oh, damn!
0: And it was called Ninja "Go Go Go Go
2: Go Go Go
0: I've I've heard I've heard that before. I had one of them, but I don't think it was that. I remember not liking it. I remember this is so funny. I was I remember I was so dedicated as a TMNT fan that I love the 2003 series and I would watch this movie and I would and I would be like I should like this cuz it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I just don't like yeah. this as much and I don't <laughs> understand why. And now I understand why, it's because have It's you see The Day one? No, I have not seen that. That looked really yeah. horrific. Yeah, it looks truly horrific. Yeah, I, never <laughs> that. I would like to do a not like review that on the podcast and do a funny review of it. I don't know I to review that. Again. they're pretty bad. I I hate them. Yeah, <laughs> so much. I haven't I haven't watched them. I've I've really I haven't watched them trying to dissect them. I've only watched them like in parts, like when someone else is yeah, watching right. them. Yeah, or right. I've just dismissed yeah. them fully. I think. Uh-huh. Um, I'll. Uh, I
1: like to watch them sometimes because I just try to wrap my head. I just like to I like to realize that Americans are stupid mm-hmm. and this is people like this. You know, <laughs> I just like to yeah. recognize that people will watch like boobies, explosions. Um. That's what people want, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's, good to, <laughs> it's good to acknowledge <laughs> that the reason we're not getting cool $200 million movies is no fucking season. Yeah. no movies in it. Well, I think the, other... Blade, the fact that Blade Runner 2049 bombed is the biggest dis- sad, sadness of all time. Yeah, it know? is
0: It is incredibly depressing. Uh, I'm but glad that got... It, I'm Trans glad that one.
1: Dark side of the fucking moon... <laughs> that or whatever it was called. I really
0: appreciate the perspective that I really got from Ralph the Movie Maker realizing that the reason those movies exist is because of the profits that's made in China and stuff and it's yeah. like I have a yeah. little bit more sympathy for Chinese people or you know people who don't speak English enjoying those things. Right. Yeah, it's it's sure. similar yeah. to like Americans enjoying anime because. And still there's a lot of money in fucking America. And, not, not. and if you don't speak the fucking language if you don't speak English you might not realize how shit those actors right. actually are. Yeah, you know, right. and you Well can, not even actors but like also the
1: like cultural references and kind of like how like disgusting yeah. and maybe misogynistic. Yeah. A lot of them um, you know probably I mean I'm not Chinese <laughs> or I've never been to China so I don't know what they're younger politics <laughs> or whatever over there like and, yeah.
0: and it's like I don't know what their perspective is on it like maybe they're just laughing at us you know like that's fine that's that's how I think I think that would be very appropriate to do something like do that really popular yeah but like I feel like one of the factors that they have like it's kind of cool because all American movies are like foreign movies and you know we kind of have a factor yeah, of like right. like a like right. of coolness to a foreign film yeah right um, yeah, so, right. <laughs> so that would be yeah, kind of sure, cool yeah. like I, I might have appreciate Transformers more if it was a foreign movie to me. I don't know. Maybe sure. I wouldn't, I mean, but. It's a, I mean, it's a factor. It's
1: a factor. Transformers might be there like Godzilla. You know, like, sure. Maybe sure. like Japan or. Like maybe like they Godzilla is like Marvel over there. Yeah. You know, they love the fucking Godzilla movies. They take it seriously. But we over here, like, kind of. You know, just kind of like. Walkers punch each other and have a goofy old time. Yeah. You know? I, think, don't know. I don't know.
0: I think, I think at the end of the day, Michael Bay is still. I also think shit. he's a piece of shit human being. Yeah, you he know, does not seem I'm like a good person at all. all. Like, oh. If who's
1: a nice person, like yeah. he seemed like a genuine person, I wouldn't talk shit about him. I, I don't like a doing but I wouldn't be like. I wouldn't like, be mean to the guy. Yeah. But he's a fucking piece of garbage. Yeah. So I, I don't, I mean, any person that literally is like, I mean, there's like reports of him literally just being on set and just being like telling a character to just shoot up a girl's fucking skirt. Yeah. He's like, just fucking, I'm just like, fuck you. It's just like,
0: a lot of his movies just seem to express this really not intelligent sexism to it. Yeah,
1: but also he's a fucking idiot. There's a movie called um, Pay Again. That, um, that he made in twenty twelve, like this is when I like really started to like, hate Michael Bay, like in terms of a person and like, a filmmaker. Cause like I didn't like, you know I mean like I like I'm not gonna lie, I, I, like some of those movies I enjoy, like he made like The Rock, which is like a nineties action movie that's like really fun. Stars Nicholas Cage, Sean Connery, and then, um, Ed Harris, it's about like... Cool. I can't remember, it's about like dead stupid Alcatraz and like, some fucking yeah. giant, insane, you know, action movie in the 90s. And then he made the Bad Boys movies which I enjoyed, the original ones, the first one, um, which is pretty fun. Um, but other than that, like, that's where my enjoyment of I I Applebee's stocks. Yeah. But he made a movie called Paid and Goon, it's sort Mark Waller and The Rock, and it's based on a true, an insane true story about these bodybuilders, these dumb-ass bodybuilders, who, like, playing like, rob a and, and, like, the story is, like, and then they, like, they killed a bunch of people, like, they shot you know, people like, actually, Robbie and the they got arrested because their yeah. plan was so fucking stupid. Like, they're ass bodybuilders that tried to of the fixed. <laughs> yeah. Which is a funny story, right? Which is a kind of funny story, but, um, so what, he tried to make this like a dark comedy. Yeah. Um, and, the thing that, like, I genuinely was actually kind of offended by the movie because of the way that he seemed to not care about any of the victims of this event like these these we're supposed to be enjoying and laughing at these dumb guys like to, like killing people you know yeah like, this is a true story if it wasn't a true story you know if it was like just a original film that he was kind of like funny i guess but this was like a true story and like real people's lives were lost and he was treating it like it was a joke, like a farce. Mm-hmm. Um, and what also made me really upset is like, I remember when the movie came out, um, like the victims' families, like, came out being like, not like very like, kind of offended by the movie and kind of yeah. like not, um, like, not uh nice about the movie. And I'm not blaming like Mark Walmart or The Rock or anything that were that in it. I mean, they are actually really good in it. It's really funny but it's the way that the film is and presented that yeah we kinda have this thing cut out really horribly. It sounds
0: like it's kind of a quintessential uh description of this problem that people try to put on Quentin Tarantino of fetishizing violence and glorifying this horror and stuff, which I think like like that it's a good point in a situation. way better intentions right that's know? what I was exactly what I yeah. was going to say and it's just like like I think... for
1: example in Watch Pot of Hollywood you know like yeah. a, a weirdo would look at that and be like at the end of that movie would be like oh like why are we enjoying this guy just beating a woman's face into the canister yeah. but it's like I don't think you're understanding the, the, the point of what's it's, going on it's, it's, here, it's
0: already It's always about the minutiae of understanding the tone of specific context, you know? Because, like, yeah, if you describe something, it's just like, I laughed when... Um, Brad Pitt's character smashed a female's character face into into a fire pit. I did laugh and like cheer when that happened, yeah, right. but if you if I don't give you the context, I sound like a yeah, fucking like, crazy yeah, person. Yeah,
1: you know, yeah exactly. It's that's like a not. It's that's like a not. Fucking, dude, it's like the same kind of comedy when you hear like if you read something that maybe Shagura or or any comedian really, like yeah, lady or anybody just read on paper. What they like, so like in their specials, like what they say, yeah, you know, you're like, what the, like, he's, hor- he's horrifying, but you don't have the context of like what the joke is and what he's joking about, yeah, you know, and like that's like such a, you're so right. It's all got the context of like what, like, you can't just just say the word, you know, retard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever, like, yeah, what's the context of it? We're, Like I'm talking about how you can't say that word. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like calling anybody that or anything. It's like it's weird that
0: yeah. Uh, And I I think the kind of the problem is it's like it's a hard way to say. It's like what's the right way to do it and what's the wrong way to do it because a lot of time it's just sort of a gut reaction and then through and then you need to do like really intensive analysis to understand why is that problematic and this is not um uh-huh. in my experience i think that's the case but i imagine like with something with like the michael bay film that turned out to be really offensive it's like it's cool to try something but you have to recognize when something doesn't work and take actions to try to then make it work or yeah, in right. some along yeah. those ways and it sounds like that was not an instant where he successfully I mean, was able I to was do that kinda,
1: like, i was just a good guy like i would have like if, like I didn't think I don't think the movie's funny at all. Like, yeah. I, I actually also think Michael Gay's humor is like I mean, he is devoid of humor. He was fucking he's I not agree. funny. Like, you know, Mark Wahlberg is a fucking great actor. He's fucking great. And he's actually truly that he's very funny.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, he's awful in those Transformers movies that he's in. He's awful. He's not funny, he's terrible. Um, and uh like there's like some actors in those Transformers movies that are like fucking Great act John Katuro. John Katuro yeah. is in fucking Trash Wars movies, and he's the, one of the worst parts of those fucking movies. Like, mm-hmm. and it's John Katuro, dude. He's fucking like he's <sighs> awesome, you know. So, like, it's all the director's fault, man. It's yeah. all his fault, you know. Yeah, it just seems the, like it just. They making Jakoturo so unlikable that I want to jump on the screen and strangle his character. Yeah, that's pretty is a bad.
2: It's a
0: yeah. Feat. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kuro, you know? It's a real it's a real shame because uh a director and an editor, I would say, mm-hmm. really has a lot of pressure to uh they have a they have a lot of power to really manipulate how something is gonna Absolutely. look like. Yeah. So it's like an actor might have like maybe they felt like John Turturro felt like he did, like, one of his best performances on yeah, that set. Totally. I doubt it, yeah. but maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. like, but like, if that was right. the case, he could have had his best right. performance ever, and they could have fucked Dude, it up. Anthony Hawkins was <laughs> in the last Transformers movie. And he's <laughs> horrible.
1: It's yeah, Anthony Hawkins. Yeah. Like, that's, like, a feat. You know, yeah. that's, like, impressive. Honestly, like, good for you, Michael like, day. You are yeah. one of the greatest actors alive look like he's never acting in his life before that's pretty impressive <sighs> it is really impressive <laughs> it's really impressive and it's it's sad. also yeah, I don't think <laughs> my, uh, Anthony Hopkins really did a fuck you know I think was like you know I kind of want a house that'll do yeah I'll do this thing. You know? yeah, yeah yeah I don't right. care like dude you're power to him but yeah. uh so he probably wasn't giving the best performance he ever could could have given but yeah. you know
0: still <laughs> I always wonder about situations like that when you get to be these places of uh I can't think of an example and I, I don't mean this as like a criticism like fuck the rich and all these like expensive people like it's, it's its a valid criticism but that's not what I'm trying to say Um like I'm always like I'm just thinking about it it's just like if you have all this money like Anthony Hopkins like if you're well off maybe he was in like a pit a financial pit but it's like why would yeah. you decide to waste your time on a movie that like you probably know is not gonna be good. Like are did well, you get there, convinced I maybe? There, I don't know. Maybe he like has like maybe it really you is know, just the money. family, you know? You know, like maybe like he was
1: like, yeah, he right. has, like he probably has like I don't even know how many kids probably has like I don't you know, like it's maybe also he was, the like, maybe he was like shit, like I haven't paid my entire like my, my kids college tuition yet. Yeah. i mean, this movie, that will kind of fill, you yeah. know, that there's some actors that don't really care about like they, you're right there's some actors that don't they don't care you know and that's I don't really yeah. care like that's just your career Like, I don't really care. Like, career, yeah. really care.
0: like I see um, Snoop Dogg, I see Snoop Dogg on Snoop Dogg all of these fucking averages. It's right? like dude, like why are you he's, doing this? Yeah, right. I don't but get
1: he's it. He still, I mean, I love
0: Snoop Dogg, but like yeah. more
1: power to him. Like if he wants to be on a fucking Corey Feldman song. Whatever go you ahead, feel man, like, dude. Yeah. I feel like you should have said no to this one. You know? Yeah. Like keep your own, like artistic integrity intact a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like Yeah. You know?
0: I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think mean, if the, I was an artist, I would I wouldn't do that. i would go uh, be more picky and cheesy uh, But mean, I don't the, know. Maybe if I like it, found myself
1: in a financial well, hole uh, I, I bought think, another uh, Lamborghini and I couldn't <laughs> pay for it, I was like, Shit I gotta do it. I gotta be a feature right now. <laughs> I,
0: I think that like there's two factors going on. Think because like one factor features, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that I think that there's two factors going on. Because you're right. Yeah. I think one of it is like our personalities. It's like I know me as a person. Like I, I am very I, I just, I, I mean, I don't necessarily I, I, like, I just want to do the shit that I want to do. Like, that's also, what makes me fires me up. Also, but
1: you I, know, Anthony
0: Hopkins likes to the Right, they and I mean, the, the yeah. other thing is that when you're in a position as big as Anthony Hopkins is the fucking pressure behind being Anthony Hopkins and sometimes, yeah. like, it's really hard to tell and you're not thinking about quality and sometimes you just feel like you just need to get on to the next thing and work so it's like, I don't, I, I don't give them, really, I don't give them too much shit for doing that. I don't lose respect for them for all those things because you don't really know what's going to be good or not. And sometimes you just no, kind of, there's just don't. like a, I mean, you just you have pressure.
1: Actors say that. You know, like, you, don't, you really don't know. You, Yeah. You, you have, don't have know, no idea. Like, you'll be upset. Like, you'll be like, I hope this movie out good. Like you, you know, don't know, you're an actor, like, you don't know, you know, you don't know what, you don't know what the suited. you don't know the, how she's gonna edit together, you know.
0: And you know, and I think both of us can attest to this being like trying to make s- films when we were in film school. Um, that like when you're making the film, no matter what, it kind of seems like shit. It doesn't matter. Like when you're just shooting the raw footage of people standing and talking to each other, trying to get those lines together, it really looks like trash. And sometimes it's like you're on a set, sometimes you can tell, you know, it's just like, this is going to suck. I can tell, yeah, you know, you can tell, yeah. basically what you could determine for me is like a lot of times there was films that I was on set for. It's like, this is going to suck. And then it suck. And then they cut it together. and It's just like, that worked. I'm astonished. Yeah, right, yeah, but right. you know what you can tell is like, okay, that's not going to make it into the cut. That's not going to make it at all. Yeah, right. dude. Yeah, you yeah, could, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. sort of guess that a little bit exactly. easier, but yeah. that kind of strays from the point of like Anthony right. Hopkins and Transformers. So we don't know what that set was like. That was reminded me of one of the... Best things I ever read Samuel L. Jackson say. Yeah. I mean, Samuel Jackson has
1: been in so many iconic movies, it's kind of hilarious. Um, and he's been in so many movies too, but he's been in so many flops as well because he's in so many movies. Because he works a lot. He works a lot, but his philosophy is that exact thing. Is that yeah, he's a smart guy. He is not an idiot. I mean, he's yeah. very,
0: very, very. Also he started late, so he didn't get famous until he was right. older. Yeah, so he, he was, kinda yeah, he right. has the respect of the grind too. And he was saying though, like, you don't know. Like
1: he takes almost every role 'cause you don't you don't know. Like some random movie he did with uh you know, uh fuck oh, what was that fucking movie? Um a long kiss tonight you know like which is a great like 90s action movie. like you didn't think that that was going to become like a hit or or anything like you just did it because the thought it was cool you know but yeah. you don't know you don't know man and he's probably he's been in so many movies that we couldn't even know that are like yeah what even is that because he yeah, just you, turned out to be whatever you, you
0: know? know you actually you actually turned me on to a huge epiphany because I just realized that I'm thinking about this from the perspective of being a director. I'm thinking of, like, the final movie, and that's what, like, I'm represented as a director in the final movie. An actor is represented in their performance, like, Mm -hmm. in the onset real-time. So Anthony Hopkins, if he's just a really passionate fucking actor, he's like, I don't give a shit what I'm on. I just want to act, dude. Yeah, there's also actors like that that are, like, just want
1: to have a cool role, just be in yeah. the role. Like, or any role they but, don't give but, a but, like, fuck like, they just want to the work there's side of that for sure with like what's happening with Johnny Depp um, mm-hmm. which <laughs> Johnny Depp is I don't know what is going on with him but like I like he I was really I was looking at this thing that was really interesting where there is an interview that he did in the 90s where he did this cool movie called Dead Man mm-hmm. Dead job. dead. Dead, Dead Man? man. It was a Jim Jarmusch movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, back okay. in the 90s, he was an indie guy. You know, he, yeah, was, right. he was a fucking badass actor, man. He was like, he was, like the, he was doing these cool, small movies like Looking at You Grape, know, Dead Man, like uh, Ed Wood, you know, uh, Edward uh, Scissorhands at the time wasn't, you know, this... Big hit that it turned out to be when he was working with Kid Burton before Kid Burton started making bullshit. And so, (laughs) and so, uh, so, but it's interesting. There's an interview where he for when he was doing Dead Man, and they asked, and he said something like, oh, I'll never be Blockbuster Boy. You know, I don't want to do Blockbusters. Which is hilarious to think about now because he is fucking Blockbuster Boy. He can, is. kidding me? Yeah. yeah. He is like, bro, he is like, you know, and cha- it's interesting to think about that, right? Because what changed? What changed in his psyche? And I think what it was was money. And it was success. You know, he did that first Pirates movie uh, and it blew him up. Blew him an yeah. amazing performance. You know, got nominated for an Oscar and then he became a dashing franchise, right? And then ever since then, you know, he's just doing, he did the Don Hatter and the fucking bullshit Alice in Wonderland. He played Willy Wonka and the fucking bullshit Willy Wonka movie. You Not know, good. like he just, now he just, you don't see him in an indie movie anymore. You basically no. just see him in, in giant blockbusters now. And like, and I don't know what the fuck is going on with him right now, you know? Because yeah. A, and it's sad to see because he's an awesome actor. Like, when he really tries, he's fucking, he's fucking awesome. He's trying up. Yeah, he, he really and is. so, like, it's just... But it's interesting to see, like, someone who had this perspective of what we're talking about. It's like, I only kind of want to do movies that I think will um, be successful or be a really cool movie that... Maybe not yeah. successful, but will have legs, you know, kind of like what Gosling is doing, you know, or Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. or Jake Gyllenhaal that, because he's one of those actors that, those actors that when you see a, when Jake Gyllenhaal is in a movie, you kind of want to see it, yeah. you know it's going to be interesting, and you know it's going to be kind of and that's the power of an actor too, that for like a normal person, that, that isn't following, you know, directors the way that we are for a normal person, you know, Jake has uh, in these awesome fucking movies that you love. Know, you know, he sees these really cool movies. Yeah. And so someone's more likely to be, you know, actors is an in interesting role because you're kind of a spokesman for the film. Uh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so it's, it's interesting. It, it, it's, you know, it probably is for some of these, like, like, maybe mid-tier actors that aren't, you know, the near end um, of the world, Might be kind of hard to pick, you know, a movie sometimes. Yeah. To, because and it, but at the end of the day, it's all luck. You don't know. You know, Prisoners, <laughs> Prisoners, this is, like, one of my favorite Joan Hall movies ever. It's fucking amazing. That movie could have ended up being Garbage or Nightcrawler. Yeah. You know, you don't know. Yeah. The script's amazing, but you don't, you don't know, you know. The, the page sometimes doesn't translate to the screen and that yeah. happens a lot I a think lot
0: I think I think the thing yeah and I think the thing that um if I were in those shoes or I guess I can just speak as myself as an artist my criteria is not so much is it's like is this film gonna be a success is this film gonna be good it's cool do yeah, I, good, do yeah. do I want am do I want and am I passionate to work with these people who are working yeah, on right. this That's idea? Thing. Or yeah, is right. this idea so good and I'm so passionate yeah. I don't care how bad or assholy well, these people working on it are going to be. Forget, like, I just think about DiCaprio The Revenant. Yeah. You hear about the
1: stories of The Brutal. It sounds like Brutal. the worst experience in the world. Yeah. But he's doing it because he knows and hopes that the movie is going to be fucking badass. Yeah. You know? And it was fucking badass. Yeah. And amazing. So, I bet
0: and I bet if you asked him I bet if you asked him, hey, if this movie wasn't good, how would you feel? He would say, It was worth it, a hundred percent. I'm right. sure he yeah. would say right. that. I'm right. sure right. of it. He's like,
1: I you know, work with one of the best directors working today and yeah. the experience was was great. Because you know? I'm sure for it, him you always he, have to think about that with actors too. Because yeah. some of the, like I hear about like also like interviews of people where like <laughs> like, Moody and Moody and Adam, and, and, like, turn out very good, but they talk about how fun the experience was making the movie, you know? Yeah. You have to kind of think about, like, when actor chooses Moody, it's like,
0: oh, like, like Adam I, Sandler, like, Adam Sandler has a Adam blast Sandler. making a the movies he yeah. makes. He yeah, and it's like,
1: he's, he surrounds himself with his friends. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, that's like, Sandler is like the
1: king, model of, like, if I was an actor like that big, dude, I would follow his footsteps, like, just pick, like, like just work with the same people every time yeah. literally all your friends that you're close with and just make you know movies and stuff because yeah. even if the movie doesn't turn out good you still had a good time yeah making it, i think you know? i
0: think it all depends like certain personalities you know just need some different kinds of motivations that make them feel passionate about being alive you know like some people really yeah. need that really heavy work where they're challenging themselves every single time to grow and do something crazy and innovative. Other people just need work that's fun. Other people just need something fucking to do every single day, and it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. So it really, it, you know, I'm glad I mentioned this because it turned out to be like I, I didn't think about this very much, and this has kind of helped me have a better perspective on these why these actors like because I used to be like also oh, like this actor I respected so much. Why would he do this and bring himself down to this level? Yeah. It's like it's so sad. <laughs> so well, well, are not the only one that has Absolutely. sucks actor you know
1: like because you can do these movies and, and like I got got well yeah and you're kind of put on a blame for it which 100 should it be. that's why you're a spokesman for these movies because say like you know if you're in a movie and it, 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 people will blame you yeah absolutely it's kind of fucking
0: bizarre you know i never knew that but yeah you know, well, it's like people, I also I also don't blame people for doing that because it is what we're trained at. That is the the actors who we have well, the yeah. most intimate no, relationship either, with. Saying, but you're right. You know, I, I'm also not saying you're not wrong at all. That's part it's of like, the job of an actor. You yeah, know, that is part of the job. When
1: you want to be a movie star or Hawaii especially, Reynolds, a, huge you know? star. especially yeah. a huge movie
0: star, especially a huge movie star comes just with part the, of job. the job.
1: though, this is part of it. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, It's also sad to see, like, like, it's really sad to see sometimes, like, an actor that you really know to, like, kill it in a performance, and it's just not, like, his movies are just kind of, like, flopping and not, like, not doing well, and then they, like, fade away. You know, that that always happened to, like, Ryan Reynolds. You know, Ryan Reynolds, before Deadpool came out, you know, he was...
0: He was not really around.
1: I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds. I've always loved him. But his movies were just not great. They were not... uh, They just weren't very good. And it wasn't until Deadpool came out that was the perfect role for him. Yeah. To to the point that it's scary. (laughs) uh, Like, just how... Like he's like just boring to play that role. Yeah, right. Um, and so, and, but it's awesome, you know he had this break, and now he's in like much better movies that are because he's just maybe getting better offers, or has more creative control, or he has more options. He can, he can choose what he can do. Yeah. Know, some of these actors like have to pick something because like what well, about these bills I gotta pay? Yeah, and right. So I gotta pick one. Of, this is the only movie that's being offered to me. might as well do it, you know, because. And that might end up being RIPD,
2: the Rest (laughs) in
1: Peace Department, you know, like, this is a fucking garbage piece of shit. And you don't know (laughs) if it's a Ned and Black (laughs) ripoff movie. And he was like, okay, I'll be at this Ned and Black ripoff movie. And, like, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah. But you don't know. Maybe he was just like, Jeff Bridges, I want to work with the dude, you know? you You know? Like, I would. And he's like, you know, as an actor, and that, maybe that script is amazing. dude he's like, oh, wow, it's like red and black, but it's like kind of edgier and yeah. kind of cool. I'll be in this. I need to work with the dude. Uh, dude. Also, another so, hilarious,
0: <laughs> RIPD is another hilarious example of Kevin Bacon being in every single ripoff Kevin movie Bacon. ever. Kevin Bacon, man. yeah, Yeah, he's, he's in everything. There's like a funny, like, there's a funny, like, meme. Like years ago, that like the seven steps to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. It was so funny man. Yeah.
1: And it's funny. It's kind of shocking that like it kind of was pretty. Like I did it once, and I was like, "Oh, this is really funny." And how like like
0: accurate this is. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, it's really hysterical. (laughs) Okay, so the movie that we're gonna talk about this week is one of my old favorites. And I also realized that this is thematically appropriate for the last couple of films we picked, uh, meaning uh, Fritz the Cat and Close Encounters, because they're all sort of in the same uh, 1970s yeah, time right, period right, a little right, bit. Right, right. Um, and we're going to talk about Francis Ford Coppola's The Conversation. Yeah. this is <laughs> yeah. This is a movie that I saw in high school and then learned more about in college because it seems to be a film school staple and for yeah. good reason yeah. and it is kind of a lesser known masterpiece of the Francis For Coppola, who is the director who also created yeah. The Godfather. Um apocalypse and Apocalypse now. And apocalypse and now. <laughs> and <other> things <laughs> and The conversation is a Gene Hackman film, which is about this surveillance guy who who is monitor who was ordered to um, record the conversation between these two these two young couple this young couple Yes. And he slowly discovers this this some kind of weird plot and has this uh, uh, conflict within himself about turning in the tapes because he's worried that his, his client is going to kill them essentially. Right. And it's sort of centered around his inner turmoil and conflict about right. what his part in these, these people's potentials murders right. And, yeah, um, I this,
1: uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What do you yeah, think? I was say? Just gonna say, I saw this movie for the first time in high school, or er, yeah, in college. Um, it was, I don't even, I never even heard of this movie, um, until I got into college. And I think it was freshman year, like, first film class I took. I think this is one of the first films that I even watched for school. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that it was for me it was a similar experience. It was some sort of one of those breakthrough moments as I was it was kind of one of those first films when I first started watching films in high school, seriously, that is. Yeah. Um, that it was like, Wow, this is something else. This is of a different caliber than other things I have seen. Like to me mm-hmm. it was just It really resonated with me how crazy good Gene Hackman's performance was and just how unusual the subject matter was. Like um yeah. I loved I was I was also really getting into used recording my own music and stuff. So yeah, right. I was really sort of into him using all of this audio equipment, especially the old analog tapes and like yeah. all the buttons and sounds right. and how they manipulated sound inside of the movie. It yeah, was right. all really exciting and innovative yeah, to me. Totally, and yeah. it was and it's and something that has had a, I think a very similar response around a a lot of film fans, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, to this day. And yeah. uh, I was really glad I bought. I, unfortunately, I bought two copies of this because I bought the the Region B version, which had a, cooler, <laughs> oh, a much yeah. cooler cover, a slip cover right. and shit. But yeah. I couldn't play it on my dumb PS4, so then I had right. to buy the dumb. Well, st- we still have to put the other one in the cool case. You know? Yeah, right. You Eva said that it. too. It, it made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> well, and I think that it. I think that the same thing. Dude, but-
1: you you are experiencing. <laughs> the the, the beginnings of the stressful Blu-ray collector. <laughs>
0: yeah. I've done this a couple of times. I'm hoping this will be one of the last times I make this mistake, Um, yeah. but it probably won't be. But I've, I've done this a couple of times <laughs> where I bought an original Blu-ray. It's kind of something you have to get under your belt. But yeah. um, anyways, this movie, it's still it's still one of my favorites. I it's, really like it. It's fucking amazing. And I, I still like, like watching it, it a it's lot. It's cool
1: that we're talking about this movie too because I think... Like, like, in my circles, I mean, like, I, it bugs me that no one, not a lot of people know this movie. And yeah. And I think because, you know, in, like, it is talked about a lot in film school, and I think a lot of people who, like, study film and, like, um, went to film school. Like, I know, like, this movie has one of my favorite memes in the film Twitter community. Um, yeah. At the end of this movie, is meme a lot. Um, yeah, like the very, it, very ending? Yeah, him in the apartment just playing fast by himself. <laughs> yeah. the great means using that uh, image and that gif. Um, and so I know that this movie is, like, known and people talk about it. Um, but it's weird because, you know, I I love Francis Ford Coppola. You know, I think, like, his last or two films are The Godfather Part 1 and 2 and Apocalypse Now. Or like these are men, especially yeah. in the seventies, and they are such. They're they're almost they're, they're required
0: gear, you know, yeah.
1: for almost any person and, 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 <laughs> and
0: just because it's relevant to what we have been talking about, for people who maybe don't quite realize this, but Coppola and Spielberg were contemporaries. Yeah, right, so just yeah, to put yeah, this right. into context, and all and of George this Luscious. shit was yeah, yeah, all of this shit was happening at the same time. Yeah, right. Um, that this thing, which. Interestingly, Harrison Ford's actually in this conversation before A New Hope, which is really cool. (laughs) And before Indiana Jones. i like, oh, yeah, that's so funny that he's in this. And he's great in this, too. Yeah, he's He's awesome. awesome Yeah, he's awesome, yeah. Uh,
1: But another thing that's cool about this movie, too, is that blew me away the first time I watched it. And I remember, like, in class, we had a discussion about it. And I remember bringing this up. And I remember, like, talking about how. This movie, like, is kind of crazy that this movie came out in seventy four, and this is most likely even more relevant than it was in nineteen seventy four, mm-hmm. especially with the uh, surveillance aspect of yes, definitely seventy four
2: because definitely. surveillance
1: is at an all time high now. Uh, probably somebody's listening to us as we speak. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is really uh, creepy. And, yeah, really creepy. Yeah. And so what the is about is like we were getting at is kind of the paranoia And the and yes. Harry Call is his character's name. This is a great character. It's one
0: of my one of my favorite character yeah. name of all time. Yeah, I think fantastic. it's a great yeah. name.
1: And uh especially about his descent into paranoia uh madness. And uh but Doug and really subtle and not like over the top way sometimes like you see these kind of movies that are kind of about somebody losing it you know Uh, or or going into some state of paranoia and kind of playing it for these over the top performances but Gene Hackman in this movie is so fantastic he's so subtle and so um, just real that like it's it's, it's amazing to watch. out Hattman was an amazing actor in the 70s. And, you know, he's retired now, but... Um, you Contin- know, he, yeah, he crazy amazing performances. Uh, if you have the French Connection, also watched that movie too. It's fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, we'll, um, maybe, maybe we'll talk about that at some point because it's great.
1: I But there are so many things that I love about this movie. Um, yeah. This is like the fourth time i this. This is like... Yeah. I fucking... I, I like I, I agree with what you said. Like I had never seen anything like this before. And it was like because it was a movie that if you if you were to read... <laughs> if you were There's a lot read, of salt in that, in that last <laughs> sip. if you were to kind of read maybe on paper what this movie's about, and you might be like, This is kinda of This doesn't really sound like a movie. This doesn't really sound (laughs) very cinematic. And that was something that's super appealing about this movie, is the way that it uses uh, said, and and cinema as an art form to very much um, put the audience in the shoes of a paranoid man. uh, And and a lot of the voyeuristic aspects to this movie, is really, really cool and really interesting to talk about. Yeah, the way that this movie is shot um, and um, the way that kind of the story goes. But um, I kind of want to start with, like, the opening scene. The opening shot is... Absolutely it's, fantastic, and yeah. it's
0: incredibly famous too. Yeah, it's an, famous it, it, too. it is an iconic shot. Again, well, you know, maybe it's not even fair to say that because it's iconic to people. I feel like this movie is kind of like um, is kind of like uh, M.F. Doom, you know, where he's it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, right. it's 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 kind he's of popular like a in the underground. Very, yeah, very, very popular. This is in the this is your favorite filmmaker's favorite film, yeah, is what right. it kind of tends yeah, right, to tends right. to be. Right, um, but yeah, dude. This has such an incredible opening scene. And I was, yes. I was, I was yeah. oogling over this opening yeah. shot because there's no like sound at all when you're at this. Oogling. This... <laughs> oogling.
2: And I
0: just think it's, it's like, it's like, it's, it's really. Now it gives me chills like when you're zooming in and you get right. that first sound of the distorted audio right. coming like right. <laughs> that little bit. Like yeah. when you 'cause it's a, it's this extreme zoom from super far away that you go you incredibly difficult to do, by
1: the way. I don't yeah. know how this is in this nineteen
0: seventy four dude? Are yeah. you
1: kidding me? Well the crazy part about this opening shot is what it is is it is it's, it it's Opens on where, I think, we're, this, is going, this is in Chicago, correct? Is this um, where this is? Some city. No it's a idea. big city. Yeah. I do I can't remember what city it is. But yeah. it's a plaza, and there are, like, a lot of people. Maybe, Sit like, a hundred, hundred people or something. At
0: least, yeah. And
1: they're all rolling around, and this is kind of this wide shot, and slowly zooming in. As an audience member, you don't really know what you're supposed to be looking at. You don't no. know. Uh, and what kind of leads into kind of, the how Francis Ford Coppola directed this movie because it's crazy to think that he came off this is the movie he made after the godfather and what i love about that is the godfather is such a grand movie right it's yeah this big epic gangster story that is shot with like you know lose some of the great best cinematography ever took a celluloid is in that movie incredible lighting shot and this movie Feels like an indie movie compared yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah, it, feels it really like does. This very small, intimate movie, I and mean, I love when filmmakers do that. When they make like this, their their next film is coming off of like a giant hit or a giant like epic movie. It's always just like kind of small, kind of like intimate, like almost passion project almost. Yeah, and that's what this movie feels like. But the way that this movie opens, is it, very leads into the surveillance aspect to this movie because we feel like we are, uh, Spying on somebody. And yeah,
0: which which is it's like it's so powerful for, on so many levels because in addition to it being aesthetically beautiful and technically incredibly impressive, yeah. it also does what you're talking about, where it sets up the themes of the movie in terms of story as well as the theme of the cinematography feeling very voyeuristic yeah. in the just the first shot. Yeah, That's it's, right. it's 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 so crazy. Shot, it's. Like it's three little- and I feel like it's and I feel like also how there is there's so much information tied to every shot of this movie, like this first shot. And it's not like like sometimes you get a movie and it's just like, Wow, that shot had a lot of layers to it. I feel like almost all of the shots in this movie have that kind of uh-huh. symbolic like yeah. impact to it that this first shot like shows. It's just like it's it's such an incredible yeah. just capturing of the entire movie in that first and shot. Also
1: it's interesting too because this is how we, they like introduce Harry to us and it's like a yeah. really and it's cool because it's such an interesting weird way to introduce the main character in the movie. <laughs> like this is not yeah. what you really should do. You know, like on paper this is not what you're taught. This is not how to introduce the main character. But yeah. it's done in a way that is so awesome. And you might not really think about it like this when you first see it. But when you see it, like, multiple times, like, the way that it zooms in the lion, it starts in the lion, right? You kind of focus yeah. on this lion character. And it's kind of going on to those people. And it goes up to Harry. And the way that Harry kind of, like, I thought that was so looks brilliant. at him and just kind of, like, denies so him and walks away. And, and then we follow Harry yeah and, and, and then, then you it's kind like get like, the fascinating character and but like it's interesting because you know that one moment you kind of get a lot of like what this character's kind of about you know that he, what he's like and he's obviously like super um like paranoid about things like yeah he's kind of looking around and, and you get a lot of like it's just a great character
0: moment that you get um in the first shot in the first Which... minutes of the movie and I think that you know, it's there's kind of like this. Um, I guess it's I don't know if irony is the right word to it, but this uh, paradox to it, where I think the reason why I understand this, but I think the reason why a lot of people won't really have trouble engaging with this movie is because of how how slow, slow of a burn yeah. it is. Yeah. It's very yeah. very slow and it's yeah. also like it's so cerebral and I don't mean to sound pretentious yeah. like that. Like this is a smart movie. It is a smart movie yeah. but there, there is just so much that you, you, you kind of have to really, you have to think a lot to figure out what's going on yeah, which right. I love about it but I get that that can be really frustrating yeah, absolutely, because yeah. like it, it might take you a second I can understand if you don't have any experience watching movies and you're watching this, it might take you a really long time to realize that Harry Call is the main character, yeah, right. you know, yeah, right. I can I get that, but yeah. I also like for me after watching this movie and watching it again and again and again, the paradox about this is I feel like what you're saying is that this movie just starts moving immediately, mm-hmm. like right after that first shot from that long shot. I feel like it it represents Harry Call as a character right Absolutely. there yeah. from that extreme yeah. long shot where you just see him walking around, yeah. and it's like it's in the way that they capture him on that camera right. and the way that Gene is is walking, and immediately right. as he's walking, it's not like just walking to like show oh it's Gene Hackman yeah. the movie star who's playing the main character. Right. It's like no, he's going he's doing his job in the movie. He's trying to check out these people. Yeah. He goes immediately to do his job, which yeah, is, right. is is, it's, is really it, effective. It's
1: really weird. To it's shot like like not like a film like it's not like mm-hmm. somebody is like like you know somebody is it's weird because like i was just watching this and i was like it's so. like i wonder how they like shot this because yeah i wonder if those people are even extras like i don't even know like it feels like yeah. that you just kind of walk in it feels like a sassy brothers thing yeah i know the sassy brothers i know for like uncut films for example like a lot of the extras of that movie are fucking they're real people and so adam Saylor they had to shoot it in a way where Saylor could just walk into a horde of people and no one would even bat guy, you know yeah. because of the way that uh he's moving and they're likely a similar thing going on here because like you said before like who happened was he was a movie star he was you know, he yeah. know who he was. It wasn't It yeah like, this wasn't like. The first connection was a giant leader, you know, a yeah. huge leader. And so people <laughs> exactly would know who he is. Um, so it's interesting because, like, he's. It feels really authentic, is what I'm trying to say, yeah. like that moment. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I think that that's a great way of. I think the comparison to the Safety Brothers is incredibly accurate. I think that that is, like, the most modern example of what this film feels like and I think that this is like almost like a direct inspiration it's that's, that's crazy because and like absolutely. There, there's maybe not really like the rest of the film but definitely yeah. like the opening scene where I mean even even in the series, like um, I'm thinking about the the party scene, and also yeah, the, right. the when they're when they're at the convention, that has it's not as extreme as the Safty brothers with the amount yeah, of right. like people going they on. But I feel of, like yeah. I feel like they I feel like the Safdie brothers love this movie because you're so yeah. right in yeah, okay. like the way that they that that this kind of translates to to that kind of feeling too. Right. And also also the thing that I think is a similar comparison um is the the deep psychology of the characters in right. this film you know which is which is the current which is so important throughout you right. know and it's also it's also the thing I love about this movie is that in the way it's um I was thinking about this with God's when I brought up the thing about people being uncomfortable with like not having dialogue or uh-huh. just silence in like Godzilla and stuff um this is a movie where it's like there isn't There is dialogue and stuff, but the dialogue is never... Never exposition. No, like yeah. none, none of the dialogue is telling you what the fuck is going on. Yeah, right. You have to follow it based on the shots yeah. and and the like the expressions and the like. You totally. basically have to get one of the things I find so fascinating about this movie was is me trying to guess what Harry Call is thinking at yeah, any moment right. in time because you you look at him and you see it's just like he's thinking about something yeah. really weird, but yeah. I can't figure it out, and that's yeah. and that's kind of like that's kind of what that's kind of like the the puzzle of this whole movie yeah and I think like, one of the most interesting things
1: about his character is like why he's doing what he's why is he yeah. in the line of work that he is in, in because like I think so after this incredible opening scene where we kind of uh he's obviously kind of looking for this couple and we get shots of the couple in this kind of second brother handheld kind of uh shallow focus kind of style where yeah. it's very it's, like uh, chaotic. Because um, it's, it's, it's really smart the way he's shot that, because Harry's looking for somebody, so the, 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 the way that they're kind of like hiding... Uh, you can't really focus on the, two, the couple until like they yeah. really get a hold of them. when we see the, the guy in the, in, the, um, in the building that's like spying on them through the telescope. We get those great moments. And then he goes into the band, the surveillance band. And we meet uh, Stan, who is a (laughs) great character. A fucking fantastic (laughs) character. And he is John. uh, I'm going to just say Pizzale. Definitely Italian. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I love him. He's a great uh, character actor from the 70s. He's also in. One of my favorite 70s films, God Day Afternoon, which is a fucking mm. fantastic movie. I've never um, heard of that. Really? Oh, dude. No, yeah. It? It's an early Al Pacino movie. It's fucking oh, okay, amazing. okay. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, he would love it. You should I would definitely watch, it. watch that. Um, and, but he's in that movie. He's amazing in that movie, too. And so, but he... So, Stands his partner, and they're kind of. So we learn that they're trying to spy on somebody. That we, yeah. what we were saying is, we don't. There's no exposition. There's no scene where like Harry like like goes in and is like, "Hey, and you look at the couple. Like, what are they? What are they saying?" You know, we don't know that. This movie is very, like, um, like we're all a fly on the wall. We're just watching yeah. these characters interacting do their job. And we don't really, we don't know why they're looking for these people or until a a long portion of this movie, you know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. And that's not really the focus of the film, I think is what you're getting at. It's more about Harry as a character and and it's it's definitely more of a character study of this this man. Um, I agree, yeah. Kind of going through this kind of scary job that he exact being kind of horrifying uh, yes job that he uh, got wrapped up into. and
0: and also and also ultimately i think this story is about um him unpacking trauma too and i think it's a it's a story i didn't really realize that until this my latest viewing of it was realizing how this story is about trauma and ptsd yeah, and shit like right, that right um but yeah i think that that's a i, I think that 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 is a really important aspect of this film yeah. is how we we are just sort of this fly on the wall and we don't really actually know what's going on until much later yeah. and they're sort of right. like this there's this it's this terrible fact about right right yeah. but we but but there's this cool play too on uh this 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 playing with the audience where the characters even though the, the characters don't exactly know what's going on but the audience know even less than what the characters yeah. know right. yeah. which is really interesting yeah. so it's like we're lagging behind them yeah as they right. find out stuff which they still don't quite understand then we figure yeah. out what they figure out and that kind of just sort of kind of works throughout yeah. the film and like that's what, like I definitely want to
1: get into that because like that's definitely one of my aspects of the movie and, like how kind of the mystery and kind of how the, conversa- the, the conversation of the movie yeah. is, is
0: revealed throughout the film it's like, Yeah, because definitely this is my a, favorite part of it because ultimately this film is a mystery movie yeah. which is right, really, really cool yeah yeah, and it's like, it's it's kind of like a. I mean, you know, it's espionage. Right. It's kind of like a thriller. Yeah. I, like all that kind of stuff. But really, what, what Harry Cole's trying to figure out is he's trying to figure out a mystery. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of drives him, and I think that's what he likes
1: about this song. Uh, yeah. There, like, but um, after we get that scene, that initial scene of the recording, the conversation. The
0: conversation.
1: When he, like, goes back to his apartment like you learn so much about him just by wa- like watching yeah. him in his life and that's like something that like is should, every filmmaker should just take a lesson from this like that Definitely. i have you know like we don't want to hear what a character is like we want to see what he's like you know and there's that fucking great moment where he goes into his apartment, and he has, like, four locks, and he like and he opens the locks, so and you already know, like, okay, this guy's a little, and he opens the door, and an alarm goes off, so he obviously yeah. has, like, a system, a, 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 you know, a system, and then the best thing ever, it's his birthday, and he got all this mail. And it's like you said, this movie's very slow and it takes its time. And you see him kind of like not happy that he got this nail. You know, he's not the happiest guy that he
0: got this nail. He got some wine as a gift. Right.
1: And he gets the person on the phone
0: that most likely dropped it off, correct? Or, or, Or somebody who gave it to him. It was his I think it was his landlord who yeah. he passed on the way yeah, and right. was like, Happy birthday right. and uh, and she she saw that she dropped off. And he, this calls and he
1: goes basically, uh, how did you get this how did you get my birthday? And he's like, Well oh, <laughs> like, Okay, well now uh my mail's not coming here and it's gonna be in lock uh mailbox. and then this clicks. So you obviously are like okay, this guy is a little paranoid. Oh, About. Yeah. And it's such an interesting character, right? Because he's working in surveillance. He's yeah. somebody who literally spies on people for a living. He's a private investigator that literally, he's amazing at his job. We know that, like like through a lot of character goals in this movie and other characters, that he is a badass. He's a badass yeah. surveillance guy. And everybody knows him when he goes to everybody knows who Harry Collins, and uh, he has a great reputation within this uh, community and it's such an interesting thing that he is so paranoid about people watching him because he knows the technology and the stuff that's out there
0: that can you know yeah him, which kind of leads R- to his downfall which is right so and, and awesome. i think the <laughs> and i think the other thing about that's so great about that first conversation he has with his landlord is it also sets up how much like first of all how troubled and kind of discontent he is yeah. um, lonely how guy too. Uh, lonely enough. how yeah. Oh, how awkward he is. He's a really awkward kind of person. Yeah. Um, he's uh he can be really intense. Like he's scary on the phone. Yeah. He's really yeah. intense, even though he has all of these he, even though he has these factors that might make him seem kind of meekish and stuff, he's a very intense individual. Uh-huh. And, and also, I think what is so interesting is how cantankerous and basically unlikable he kind of is, you right. know? Which is such a great outward expression of his own discontent that he has with himself. Yeah. And as we learn, his past trauma working in the field of surveillance right. – um, but I think again is another kind of factor that I think is a reason why people might turn this movie off or dislike it is because Harry Call is kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like he's not an a- he like the thing that is so genius about it is that he is an asshole for h- such, right. he is such a human reasons. He's such a human asshole. Right. He's his cantankerousness and angst and. Awkwardness all has these such deep rooted themes in the story of the film. Well, I think like, like,
1: Sue Hatman's performance, I think, is a lot of, like, is what makes him so, like, who's he, so likable, but he's, all, but he's also an actor. Yes, yes, yes. Very like
0: Hatman, you know? He's and a great, he, he's like, you don't want to follow any other like, character but look him. Look at
1: his character, Royal Kennelgogs. I mean, yeah, he's an actor, Right. You right, love him, right you know? Like, right. he has that. He just has that quality, that level of quality of an
0: actor that you want playing this type of role. You know? He has a, he has a, he has a. Gene Hackman has a magnetic charisma. Oh yeah, you know, oh, and yeah. he's, he's the kind of guy who, kind of like Adam Sandler, actually, where it's like you look at him and it's like. This guy doesn't really look like much. He's not the most attractive person in the world, yeah, right. you know. Yeah. He's like, he's yeah. like, he's not super totally. fit or anything like that. Yeah. But it's like, I can't stop looking you at know, this guy. I can guy. see
1: Sandler, and weird thing, but I can see Sandler kind of having a really hatton like, career as he gets older, like, playing yeah. these kind of like roles kind of similar to this. You know, we'll see what yeah. that. I hope that he kind of when he gets older, he does more in dramatic roles because he's fucking amazing at it. But, I, I'd be I'd be so fine if
0: he just keeps making his shit films and every once in a while he just yeah, does a safety yeah. film. I'd be fine with
1: yeah. that. <laughs> and, but, um, but yeah, that's yeah, it's yeah. He's he has like the everyday the everyman kind of charisma about him. Yeah, um, yeah, which yeah. Instantly makes him likable, uh, even though he's kind of an asshole to everybody that he
0: knows. And, Frogs with and, yeah uh, and people you know yeah but and i think i think the thing that's also about that is that this movie is sort of about like you can tell that this guy needs to go on some kind of journey right yeah. you know it's like this guy needs to like learn something or he's figuring out something he's at some kind like in the beginning like a lot of times we have this conventionally we have movies where we start where a character is in a fine situation, the situation turns to shit and then they have to fix themselves or something like that. Or they're in a shit situation and it's clear we're trying to get ourselves out of the shit. In this situation, he's like on the cusp of some kind of crisis, you know, we're we're right at the verge of some kind of explosion and we're entering in right as he's about to like explode, which is so, so the movie starts off just feeling, so yeah, tense. Absolutely. It's so tense yeah, right. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, and
1: um I guess like, it's interesting to, me to talk about because
0: like not a lot happens for like the, the like yeah until the next the significant. End, but- the next significant scene that I think is really cool, this is probably my favorite scene, is when he's, which I think happens right after this, is when he's piecing together oh, yeah. the conversation yeah, yeah. for that's the first like, time. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And that's and that's one of the more famous scenes, too, yeah. because of the usage of, you see all his equipment, right. and he's, like, messing around with all of that stuff, and we also get the the sort of uh, thematic repetition of these snippets from the conversation um, which we which we see it somewhat in real time but the cool it's I think this is so cool it's it's like, you know, uh, this, is a, this is a really nerdy in a, a comparison, but it's like you're like a detective in a video game and you're like finding these memory fragments as you're playing this game, as yeah. you sort of yeah. piece together. It feels right. like you're like finding a I'm puzzle playing, board dude, or I'm something. I'm
1: playing Jedi Fallen Order right now, again. Uh-huh. And, uh And like, yeah, there's <laughs> I, can't yeah, that I love, that's like kind of there like things about that game. There's like walking up, a little side note, kind of nearly you laugh. There's a, you're on a planet and there's like, looks like a, um, abandoned kind of Empire kind of base And yeah. what they laugh so fucking hard Is you walk up to it and there's like a piece of paper On this like house And yeah. your drawing stands it And it, and it just says Inviction notice i like there's Inviction notices in Star Wars Like they just pay their taxes And they kick it out
2: That's so but it's cool. I don't know but I'm totally, like, That's so funny That's a
1: bad example but
0: the world building of yeah. it and, and, yeah, uh, yeah and <laughs> Dude, together to I'm together. so glad you shared that. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, notice. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's one of my favorite things about this conversation. See, okay, here's another thing that I love so fucking much about the conversation because I think there's one of these things, okay. Here's a God's I'm so glad we got talked about Godzilla because it is <laughs> such an opposite to the
1: conversation.
0: Yeah. But it's like the epitome it's the epitome of all of the problems that like that 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 people okay I'll just, I'll just make my comparison and then and people will know what I'm talking about. Because the problem with something like Godzilla isn't – it's like – that movie is obviously shallow, right? Yeah, That's the biggest right. problem. It's shallow. Yeah. But the problem why it's shallow is because they pack too much shit in there. Yeah, it's sure. not because yeah. there's not enough yeah. right. shit. Right. It's because they're spreading themselves way too thin. Yeah. It's like there was like a gazillion characters, human characters in King like, of Monsters. Like Godzilla, I, don't remember I don't think
1: any of them. Godzilla is the best struggle. I think like the DC movies. Like the, the That's bad another ones. great example. Example. Um, that's yeah. That's a great like example. Or or like that, you know, it's just yeah, up, but you know?
0: but like again, that's it's we see this again and again. Yeah. Words like these. This shit is overpacked right. with information. A useless different, information. different kinds of that they're trying to make here, but, but, it's yeah, a idea, but you know. But like the thing about it that is so great about the conversation, that's so poignant in the way of story about why the storytelling is so effective, is how little they chose to focus on. Like again, like uh, 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 like those movies aren't necessarily the greatest example because those they're focused on like this breath yeah, kind of yeah, experience right. and this is a depth yeah, experience yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. But still, what this is about is it's like it's about Harry Call's psychology and it's about the information he's trying to pick apart from this one right. conversation. Yeah, right. And I love how much mileage he get that Francis Ford Coppola pulls right. out of this. It's so Awesome to me because it's like this whole movie, he's returning back to that beginning scene all the way to the goddamn ending of the film. Like, it's such a gut punch when we get that ending. That's what I love about the film. That's what I care about this
1: movie. Like, the conversation is such a great um, title for this movie. I know. I
0: know. It's the best title
1: ever. Because this one conversation is looming over him, right? It's this obsession. Of finding out, which leads him to do things that are kind of immoral, right? That leads yeah. him to basically, I mean, break in, like, just, like, break into a fucking hotel room, basically. Yeah, at the very end of yeah, the movie, very yeah. very end, so we lead him to, it, it, this whole conversation is the basis of the film, it's the basis of, uh, his downfall or his, uh, his descent into extreme paranoia, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think... it's so satisfying when you finally, it's not, also, like, sometimes when movies do this like hiding information from the audience and kind of revealing certain parts of the movie uh, plot or something as the film goes on, sometimes it ends yeah. up and it's not very satisfying. Sometimes. Yes, yes, and yes. this is very yes. satisfying. It's, yes. it's because you don't expect, like, a murder to fucking happen in this movie, you know? And when it does, it's shocking. It's disturbing and it's shocking. And the way that it's presented is straight up, like, scary, you know? Because the whole yeah. movie is very subtle and very um, kind of calm, you know, a calm yeah. kind of tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of brewing. And then when this ending happens, it's like this... Releasing the uh, tension and the way that the sound is and like it's yeah. very creepy and very like ominous. The ending is very, very uh, nerve-wracking and very yeah. scary.
0: I think um, I want to talk. I think we should dive into the ending scene. But before we do that, I want to just sure. quickly touch upon how weird I found the party scene to be. Because especially this time when I watched it, yeah. um, I thought it was so interesting. First of all, I didn't realize how important that scene and was. Yeah, which he's the, a, the When he's, he's the yeah, back. Is, yeah, who's all. It's So so Harry Call goes to a convention center for surveillance people, and while he's there, he meets a couple other people. They all know Harry Call because he's famous, and they end up – a couple other buddies that established from the film gather together a couple of friends and a couple of girls, and they all go back to Harry Call's studio um, to to drink. And at the studio, one of the guy who is a real asshole is starting to pressure Harry Call about this one job we did, and we learned that during – yeah and we learned that during this one job it went really bad and a bunch of people died right. and Her- and this is the trauma that Harry yeah, Calls had exactly. brewing and yeah. it's sort of the reason why he's so obsessed with this conversation right. yeah. but one of the things I found so it, it, so that's kind of the story significance and there's a lot of layers to how important that scene is it also plays yeah. into like his loneliness right. and his paranoia right. about like, like not trusting people right. and this sort of making him trust people a little bit more but then he regrets it when he's betrayed by the end right. of the scene but the specific thing I find so interesting about this is that all of these people are 42 year olds yeah how often do you see this weird frat party yeah on on hollywood cinema where it's 42 year olds sure isn't that fucking weird that seems so weird to me (laughs)
1: pretty weird i think like it's also this is this is the 70s 70s was a different time Uh, yeah and so um I mean, I think, like, like, that would like I never would call happen. it, like, a party, like, I would call it just, like, friends kind of just
0: get drunk and stuff, yeah. but... But, like, but, like, dude, it's so, it was so strange yeah, to me like that, the like, they were... And stuff very bizarre. Because it's, like, it's played, I think it's really effective because it adds a sort of, like, this surreal creepiness that yeah, this, like, yeah, this, yeah. this movie kind of has... Um, Because, like, he goes out and he walks out. It feels like I was watching Twin Peaks when he's going and talking to this oh, girl yeah, in, like, yeah, this yeah, parking yeah. lot yeah. type of thing. Yeah, And then, like, his friends come out on the moped and drive around. And it's like, dude, these guys are balding 40-year-olds. Right. This is so weird. Well, they're
1: also, what I love about that, too, is, like, they're all private investigators. You know? they yeah. a fucking weirdo fucking job. You know? They, they yeah. are uh, they're kind of, they're, they're independent, weird loner dudes. And, like... Yeah. That's why, like, and so, it makes sense that they do these kind of weird, kind yeah. of, like, not on a chain, you know, they're loose, you know, they're yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. you know, and it makes sense because they have no, they have no Absolutely. Boss, you know, they, Yeah. you know, think about that, where you just, you're like 50 and you just, you have no, like, can be unhinged. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, so, yeah, it is weird, it is definitely weird Yeah. About about for sure. But-
0: but it, i think it's yeah I, I just wanted to it just struck me about how particularly strange that yeah. seemed in this modern this modern context right. to me because i think you're right and it makes sense in the context of the film it's not like it doesn't yeah, work no, or anything yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic yeah. scene um which is it makes me feel so uncomfortable yeah. to watch it's, it but it's, it's so weird. fantastic yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
1: um, i also like um, like, that whole, I mean, it gets intense because, like, the questioning of Harry and, yeah, and, you know, you get a lot of, like, because we don't know either. We want to know. That's the other thing is, like, we want yeah. to know about um, yeah. what is making Harry kind of this paranoid kind of the way he is, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and, yeah, when you find that out, you know, it it's it, it adds. It's,
0: so much video, just, which you which you're already processing so much, right. so you feel like you're almost overloaded right. at that point. And, um, and so,
1: I guess I also like wanted to say to like, at the beginning of the episode or the discussion, I kind of talked about how like how relevant this movie is, even like, to this yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, right. And like the first thing I always say is like the convention where. You know, it disturbs me because, like, there's, like, these devices that they, I don't know if they're real or I don't know, if, like, that they're talking about. This is 1974, this movie came out. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. one of them is, like, just to turn the phone, any phone into just like, a recording device. Um, yeah. By just playing a whole harmonica tone, uh that comes back brilliantly at the end of the movie. Um, but, yeah. um. That's fucking creepy, man. I, you know, you watch that, you know, like I said before, you're out. You watch that in 2020, and you are sitting in your pants, you know, because you're like...
0: Yeah. You look at your you, iPhone differently.
1: Yeah. You look at your iPhone differently. You look at differently and like I'm lucky that I got a drug dealer or <laughs> or like uh, not yet or you know whatever I'm gonna be that I need yeah. to be surveillance or I care about yeah. being surveillance <laughs> and I don't have this paranoia. I don't really have that. But this movie kinda makes you um, feel that way. You know, there's there's a yeah there's like I forget what happened but like I was looking at something and like after I watched it last night, like, I looked at my phone, and like, like, there was an ad for the conversation on Instagram, the line on Blu-ray, and, you know, it it, it fucking stares the shit out of you because you're not, you know, I didn't say anything, I didn't, you know, I didn't talk, I didn't tell my phone, it's it's listening to you, your iPhone is listening to you, and, you know, even, like, in the 70s, this movie was scary, now it's like, you know they, people can have this crazy uh, they have so many resources to spy on, on you if they if they want to and yeah. um, and so that this movie is just so much more relevant today than it ever was and it will always be relevant because of the subject matter um and because even if the technology is dated or or whatever the yeah. idea of like even just the technology of recording a conversation like, You never would have thought that you could possibly maybe do that, you know, like I never When I first saw this movie, I didn't even think about the possibility of like this One of my favorite scenes of movies in that party scene where they're talking about how they recorded that conversation where They had like different like how they would do it where they had different. Yeah, you know, it's fucking scary, man because you think about like It's not that it's it's hard, but it's it's possible that your every move of every conversation could be recorded if somebody wanted to, and I know, you know and I know, so like and that's what kind of leads Harry to go down this here end,
0: which is fucking iconic as shit, and yeah amazing. Yeah, and this yeah. kind of I think that this this is kind of a great segue to sort of talk about like the, the ending part of this movie and also um bring in this other aspect that I really wanted to talk about because I was so struck that I've seen this movie a couple times too, but it was only this last viewing that I recognized how great of a character Harrison Ford's character yeah, was. And right. I didn't quite get yeah. how important he was to the yeah, plot either. Right. Because Harrison Ford plays the main antagonist. Yeah. yeah. And not only does he, he, he play the main antagonist, yeah, yeah. Well, he plays the assistant of the guy who hires right. Um But he... And Harrison Ford... Is honestly kind of the personification of this sort of dubious surveillance control thing that yeah, you're expressing. Right. He's kind of like the human form of what we're all scared yeah. of—the all-powerful guy who knows everything that you're doing yeah. and has full control right. and is the it's a control of it. Because like the sort of this descent that you're talking about with Harry is like he's trying to get control and be in control of his surroundings, be in control of like his sex life, all of yeah, this right. shit. You know, he's trying to get that and he just realizes more and more how little he actually has how little autonomy and freedom he actually has and 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 it's like and it's and i think one of the reasons why this movie is so timeless is in addition to the subject matter just being really interesting and really relevant the Francis Ford Coppola just nails the psychology yeah, of how right. a human would react right. to yeah. being in this right. situation. It's like I don't care how good of a person, how good of a mood you are in. Like, you know, maybe you'd be a little bit more whatever. Yeah. You'd be different. But, like, if you were put in this situation, that's what it would yeah, be like, right. dude. Yeah. That is exactly yeah. what it would be like. Right. Um, so I, 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 I loved – I, I just love sort of as we're when we get into this end phase of it. Like, man, where should we where should we start from with this? So, so I, mean, I like, guess like we should start with like he basically
1: like gets so part of the conversation is that these two um, the couple is talking about this apartment, this, uh, this hotel, near there yeah at, seven seven at Saturday, three seven seven three, and he is so um, and he he also discovers that. There's a line in the conversation that he'd kill us if uh, he had the chance,
0: which he's which the the he is his employer. Yeah, which he's, is, the, the, is what talking
2: deeply
1: about. disturbing to Harry, and so he because of his past experience, so he is watched saved, He is led to believe that um, one of the couple might die or get killed or or somebody's yeah. going to die. So who uh, decides to take matters in his own hands and goes to the hotel and sets up this surveillance yeah. thing,
0: and hears an argument. Yeah, well, this is like all even sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but like before all of this, there's been like this period of time where he withheld the tapes, being turning them in and stuff. Yeah. So there's kind of this conflict where. You know the assistant is really pressuring him to give him the yeah. tape, but he won't give it right. until he gives it into the real yes. person. And it's only until he fails withholding the tapes, yeah. and they basically take them from him, they they steal it from him, that he goes and collects his money yeah. and yeah. realizes that there's nothing he can do. Like they've heard the tapes, yeah, right. and then he he goes to right. what you were just about to explain. Right. Yeah,
1: that's intense. Yeah, whole intense. Um, yeah, so he he basically overhears this argument and something happens and he sees, like... And the moment that is very, like, scary and disturbing is that... Because there's moments where you in your paranoia are thinking that, oh, maybe this will happen, you know, maybe this will... And he's expecting... You know, he, in that moment, he, he, he hopes that there isn't somebody getting killed or hopes that somebody is going to get hurt. But there's... There's a sense in Harry that it probably isn't going to be true. I'm just kind of crazy. But when he actually goes see the, blood, the bloody hand go on the fucking window. Yeah. And that burst of that stab and strings and weird, yeah. distorted the soundtrack sound, come in. You know? And he yeah. basically collapses on the bed and the sound cuts out. You know, you know it's, it, it turns out to be true. You know, it's one of those moments that when you are doing a mystery or something, and you hope that it isn't true, but it is true, and it's just yeah. absolutely just a sense of, like, what have I
0: done, and I didn't prevent this from happening, you know? Yeah, and it also, also, it's sort of, it again, is, it's all the, the same. same... traumatic thing that happened to him in the in yes. evening, in the previous event that we... We're all working with the same thematic material that he's been struggling with the whole yeah. movie in this final right. scene. And I think one of the coolest things about this <laughs> it's too, not a happy about idea. no, not it's well. not at all. Yeah. but like, and also the thing that we're struggling, two factors that I'm thinking is so interesting about this ending is sort of like the. How we... Th- th- miscommunication, essentially. How, like, yeah. information can be so distorted through our own perceptions. Where it's like, Harry was close, but by the end of the movie, we realize he was not spot on, which it was pretty a pretty dramatic mistake right. that he made. His misinterpretation of what happened. And then the other thing that is really interesting is also... Uh, Which is tied to that, is like his own, how trusted can his own mind be? Which one of my favorite moments of this movie is when he breaks in to 773 and he's looking at this hotel room and there's no evidence of the murder. Yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go I, I think that, that that's like such a great moment. Yeah. That might be my favorite moment in the whole damn yeah, movie. I mean, it's crazy. Like,
1: also cool. Is there's like some weird surreal moments. Like what you were talking about, yeah, like, that's a weird surreal moment.
0: You know. Also the dream
1: sequence the dream too, too much, but yeah, like <laughs> right. it's super weird. It <laughs> was a weird exactly. scene. It's cool.
0: Um, I love that scene. But
1: yeah, so when he flushes the toilet,
0: and the all the blood comes out. Blood bubbles out. That is horror shit. That is just straight up like Exorcist shit. You know? Which, like, I was, I texted you that while last night, I texted yeah, you, I was like, man, this movie's directed I, like a I horror movie.
1: when I first saw this movie, I was like, what the fuck, like, that's like the moment where I was like, oh, this movie's fucking badass, because it basically just yeah.
0: turns into a fucking horror, horror movie, movie. <laughs> which fucking yeah. crazy. And also kind of going backwards in the film pretty dramatically, but I was also thinking about the first scene when he hands the assistant the money and he 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 turns it away and takes the tapes. Like when he gets on the elevator, oh, you see yeah, the assistant yeah. in the hallway yeah. holding yeah, up yeah. the money. And I was oh, thinking yeah. about so this. Like, dude, I know this isn't like a oh, horror yeah. context, but that's like that's creepy yeah. as fuck.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a creepy logo too. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But um It's all linked it to think... the
1: surveillance aspect too. There's
0: everybody yeah. somebody's always watching you, you know. Yeah. And let's, let's sort of talk about this massive spoiler because I think <laughs> actually explaining what this move happens in the end is actually good because I think that's another thing that's kind of why people don't like this that much is that you could watch it and not really understand what happened. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Right. So I think w- what happens at the end of this movie, what Harry discovers is that he was actually wrong. He thought yeah. that what was going to happen is that his client, who was this big director, was going to kill one of these couples, which it re- is revealed in when he turns in the tapes finally, that the younger girl is this older director's wife, right. who it seems from the tapes, is having an affair with this younger yeah. man well, who works they, at the company? That's why
1: they- who got hired on the first place. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, so, and so he thinks that because of this affair, the director is then going to kill right. this woman. But what actually happens is that – because Harry, at the end of the movie, he goes – he tries to talk to this director because he's pissed off that he killed this right. girl. And he finds the girl alive. And he yeah. sees that there's a yeah. headline that says the executive died in a crash. Right. It turns out that what actually happened is that um, these two people – were actually killed the director and yes. it was all set yeah. up by the assistant right. who yeah. was working with yeah. this to get them set up right. in this place so and it was become, all like yeah right to become right. the head and it was right. a money ploy and it was a love triangle thing right. and 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 Harry Call which is such a great moment it's like I can't I still don't know what he, he could be feeling it so awesome when he, that because whole it's moment, like, and you
1: see that dude, line, you know, he'd kill us if he had the chance, you know? Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Cause which also so is great brilliant, because it, it's
2: all about the
0: yes. context, man. The whole context yes. of that conversation, that one line, completely changes. It's brilliant. I also I also love that every time I watch this movie, that last time that you hear him say he'd kill us if he had the chance, I'm sure it's the same thing as the time you heard us through all this other movies, but I swear to god it, it sounds, sounds different. different.
1: Yeah, man, It's fucking badass. It's sick. It's fucking badass. It is like it's, Yeah. Like it is, you know, so satisfying. Like what we were talking yeah. about earlier. It's like when you look something like this that is kinda of, you are hiding things in secret, and you're kinda of, not revealing too much and when you finally do and it is that satisfying and that it's satisfying if you want it to be but you're caught what you're yeah. getting at is like somebody you could that could go over somebody's head you know yes um but you know when you get it when it clicks it will blow your mind it you know? will click yeah, it, yeah. and
0: click. i and i think the thing that's also so brilliant about this movie is that it blows your mind every time you see it because you start this movie and you're just like dude it's not going to work for me this (laughs) This is too slow I know know the setup too much but every single time, you're like, yeah. wow, so wow. the, re- the ending, ending is when he goes back to his apartment. He, he, he you know, he thinks something about his over. He's playing a saxophone. Yeah, which, honestly, honestly, you could have cut, like, when he found right. that out. yeah, totally. You didn't yeah, actually right. have to add this ending right. scene, but he actually goes on to go ahead and make the greatest ending of everything <laughs> yeah, he ever yeah, made. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> pretty cool. Um, so go
2: ahead. so he...
1: So he's in, and he gets a call. No one answers. Hello. Hangs out, continues to play his sexy Duke Ellington uh, solo or whatever he's playing. <laughs> and gets another call. You hear the harmonica thing, right? The tone. And basically, Harrison Quarren's character says, You know, we know you know. We're always watching you. Click. And. Yeah. What's so brilliant is that Gene Hackman played this so brilliantly because, you know, maybe a lesser actor or maybe a uh, lesser filmmaker would kind of make that moment be loud, make that be like, fuck, you know, ramming around the house and... But the way that yeah. this is presented is so eerie and scary. and because yeah, That's a great point, dude. That's a great point. so scared that he shows almost no lack of emotion. And we see this moment where he is, gets a doll that's in his house, and he basically just destroys it, destroys all the, the um, shelving, and we cross this all into him, his apartment basically being torn to
0: shreds yeah because he, he progressively gets more and more obsessed with trying to find the bug right. that he is convinced right. he knows they, they're watching him right. somehow and he's the best surveillance guy yeah. ever so he has to be able right. to find it so it's like it's so great because it's it's this deconstruction it's finally yeah. like that it's the explosion right. we've been waiting yeah, exactly, for this whole right. movie as his like psyche is destroyed right. exactly, yeah. because it's like it destroys him on the fact that he's not a good surfe- he, he's not a capable surveillance he's not right. a good surveillance man he's not a good Christian yeah, right. you know he's he has to destroy the yeah, Virgin Mary right, right, to try to find right. this. Uh, it's like on so many yeah, level, levels, right. it's a literal destruction yeah, of his environment
1: and himself. That's like what I yeah.
0: Oh yeah, the Confession. Because the confession that's also scene. a
1: really cool moment because like you get the sense I always say that, that that is one of the weirdest things. It's not like Catholicism that people do that, or Christianity, one of the two. Uh. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't not really a good know. source. Um, and, but, you know, I always thought that, that was one of the weirdest things. Because we talked about religion, think, like a couple episodes ago. Didn't did yeah. really break down what's happening? Who, why would you fucking... You're telling this random guy, like, your deepest, darkest secrets. And at the end of the day, that guy is just some fucking random guy. But also think yeah, about right. that guy. <laughs> how much shit that he knows about everybody in the fucking town. Fuck That's that so guy. funny. Whoever's. Yeah. The, because it's such a dark and weird mindset to be like, I want to be the guy to hear every darkest secret that. Because yeah. he knows all these people. It's not like. Anyway. Yeah. It's weird because. Because the way that Coppola suits that scene is yeah. super eerie. Because the way that he yeah. suits that is like. If Harry's in focus, and then he becomes less and less and less in focus, and we just see this weird sil- silhouette of this man. Um, and, like, it's just a very eerie way of seeing that scene. Which
0: is also, which which it's like, it's creepy, but it also, you know, and it also adds to this surveillance yeah. theme. Because right. it's right. like, who was that yeah, guy right. really? Exactly. Who, who was that? Was it Harrison Ford, you know?
1: Like who knows? Right. You don't know. You know, and, and could have just great, been a clergyman. Yeah, right, yeah. Could have <laughs> been a nice, been just a nice guy, you know. Yeah. Uh who went to at the end of the day and told his whole family that story. But yeah. um <laughs> and but yeah, you're so right. Like I did mean, not even think about that. Yeah, you know, he's destroying his you know, he's destroying the versionary, like not even worrying about his religion at that point and yeah, he's, I mean, he's a and when we do that, it's in shreds. I mean, it is like no wallpaper, no floor, everything, nothing, no clothes anymore, like, no bed. Like, he has, like, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And he's just sitting there playing the sacks sweating, man, playing the sacks Yeah. in this amazing last shot, and the credits roll as he's playing. As he's playing, the credits are rolling throughout that. Um And it's just this eerie, lonely lonely shot because you know that he is most likely going to be paranoid for almost the rest of his life or God knows how long and has nowhere to go, you know, nowhere to, you know, like... Burned all of his connections he's ever had. And so uh, it's not the happiest ending, but I kind of see this ending as such a, 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 a cautionary tale. Of, of yeah, of surveillance. <laughs> like of yeah, that's what makes this thing so brilliant. Because without yeah. that scene, I don't think you would get this uh, amazing other layer of um, yes, I agree. It, it would be a great. It would still be a great thriller if it ended with you know that the reveal of you know the 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 conversation what well, the conversation yeah. is but this extra scene is yeah. so important to the, the rest of the film, you know? And I feel, and that's what I feel like if you... one of the it, best endings of all time. Of how I, I it adds agreed. so much to like the, this movie. When you, you, you yeah. leave the theater, you don't really think about the
0: conversation. You think about Harry Call as a character. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And that's that's basically... Yeah. I had two things about that, and the first thing was to say that, where it's like, the ending of the conversation is sort of the ending of the plot, but the the ending yeah. ending is sort of the ending of Harry's sort of character yeah. arc. Um, and the other thing I love about this is that in writing, I think, I don't know if you've heard this before, but in writing, I was told again and again that what makes a good conclusion is something that wraps up all the ideas of what you have written before it, but also introduces something new, right? right. A new perspective or something. I think this film has one of the craziest, like, new perspectives on this film, which doesn't really, you don't really realize until that final shot for me, because for me, it all clicks when I made the connection, which is like, holy shit, that final shot is a fucking security camera shot. And then I realized that like it has, it has like this meta, I had this meta (laughs) thought where I like to think about it. It's like, dude, we're the bug. The camera is the bug watching Harry call this whole time, which is why, which adds into like why it feels like such a fucking surveillance movie. You know, it's like that first zooming, zooming in shot. It's like, that's not, they weren't, it wasn't Harry calls people who were zooming in on that shot it was the surveillance right. people zooming in on yeah. it's like and again what i love about that is that that's not necessarily like literally what's happening that's not yeah, the actual so. real it's not yeah, trying to right. ask that but it's this it's sort of this surrealist yeah. new meta view that you have to this yeah. film that just makes it so much more impactful yeah. to me yeah. and so much more and just gives it more layers to chew on which i just find i just love yeah, that yeah. you know i love it where there's just more depth and stuff to it um, more, just more things to think about. New, just new aspects to this fucking beast oh, of a film. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it's. probably, it's probably my favorite ending. Personal, personally, my favorite cinematic ending yeah, that I'll have I have seen. I have to think about it, but it's definitely like up there for sure. It's I always, up there. Say, I, I, would always Empire say it might not be number one every day. Which one? Strikes Back is pretty good you know that was not bad either <laughs> it's definitely it's like on the film if i was making a top 10 this one oh, yeah, would always for sure. be like yeah, always yeah, for sure. always i remember like i think part of that is what we just
1: described with how amazing it is but also like when i first saw this it was such a like gut punch of like an ending that yeah like, you know i'll never forget it
0: you know the first time I saw it so um, yeah. And I would think too that even if you don't understand this film, which is understandable, we've we've explained throughout this movie why it's very understandable why you don't really get yeah. this, why you might not right. get this film. I think you would still feel this ending. I, I would I guess. I would that. think. I, mean, but, I hope so. You know. I mean, when I first saw this movie, I didn't necessarily understand it, but I still fucking yeah, felt it. it yeah, you know, me too. Yeah, I really absolutely. did. Yeah, totally. It's taken me a long time to sort of get what the fuck is going on. It's confusing. Yeah, I
1: mean, this is definitely like favorite Coppola movie. For sure. Like, I, I haven't so seen too. all his movies, um, but I've seen yeah. the ones that are iconic. And yeah. it's funny because this is the one that maybe lesser known. the least my favorite yeah. Coppola movie. I mean, I love Godfather. You know... I love Godfather Part II. Coppola's now is maybe yeah. the greatest movie ever. But this is... It's so different than those other movies. and so much more intimate and feels so much more of like a... Like, he needed to tell his story almost, that he was feeling these, like, feelings of surveillance and creep out and was
0: like, just had to make this movie or something, you know? Yeah. It, it almost feels like kind of like a decathecting kind of thing of his own. Like, maybe because the I think I know for a fact that the first Godfather was miserable to yeah, make and sense. stuff. And like, can you just imagine, like, after having this crazy career like Coppola, the amount of like stress on a person yeah. that like <laughs> it makes sense that like a movie like this that he would kind of explode with a movie totally, like yeah. this in and in, in, in this well, kind also of way? So, wow,
1: I, I like, agree. Horror story of filmmaking of all time.
2: Yeah, he had <laughs> he
0: had rough he had rough shootings because he was doing crazy things. He crazy was doing things, crazy yeah. things that people right. still haven't quite yeah. you know. Nothing compares to Coppola. Yeah. You know, he's done his he is historic. Yeah. He is absolutely historic in I filmmaking. Went, I I visited his like
1: like winery, like his vineyard. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I was when I was young. I think we were in like Florida somewhere i can't remember where it is but i like saw like i like went to his vineyard like he had tours and stuff and like in there like he has like uh props from like his goodies and stuff oh cool i don't remember if there's anything from the conversation at the time i don't know what the conversation was but they had like a bunch of like godfather sitting there it was like really cool anyway that sounds dope that sounds
0: sweet um yeah, man, Go we, there if you're interested. Yeah,
1: actually, I can't remember what you talk, but, uh, it's called, but it's really yeah. cool. Uh Anyway, I think we are we, not talking about this We thing. did it.
0: We did uh, it. We talked about that for a long I time. Do it. um, I think amazing, we did, I feel so good. Amazing. Yeah.
1: Amazing. amazing. I think
0: we can. This is obviously.
1: Beer and beer and butter. on bread. <laughs> Do, do, do. A hood classic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's definitely approved. Uh, absolutely love this movie. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Now it's my turn to pick a movie for next week. Yes, what is it, um, it going to be, dude? I think dude? that we should watch. I've been wanting to watch this movie for years because I've heard a lot about it. Okay. And it's by a filmmaker that I never, I know is... Very iconic. But I've never seen any of his movies. Uh, and okay. this is a movie called Naked um, that came out in the nineties. And it is directed okay. by a famous British filmmaker named Mike Lee. Um, okay. And yeah, I think we should watch Naked. It's a very iconic. I have British m- British no, no idea it's a what very, this is. British film. Very iconic British film from huh. the nineties. Uh, All right. I, I've had a couple friends Recommend this movie to me And so um, I am trying to go watch it So I think we're going to do that next week um, And then
0: we got to do Wait huh? Wait, So is this, is this Naked The 2017 no, 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 romance 19, comedy No oh, gotcha, not gotcha. that piece okay. of
1: shit I know what you're talking <laughs> about is that a What if I watch that <laughs> That's not Netflix movie yeah. right yeah. yeah with marlon yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i guess yeah, that's know exactly what that is no not that <laughs> uh yeah uh, no it stars david floyd Fl- Fl- willis who is most famously dr lupin in the um uh, harry potter movies and oh, he gotcha. recently in i'm thinking ending things he played the dad in that film oh my yeah. god he was yeah, so good he, he's a great as that character. character. So uh, I'm excited. We're gonna do that next week. Yeah, I'm excited too. I've never and heard then, about this uh, film. The next daily week we're gonna do probably our Twilight right, I think we should which is, which, next uh, I'm into that.
0: Twilight in our Twilight we're, uh, journey. Which if you weren't here for the eclipse, uh we had a good time Very with that. Time. So that was a couple episodes yeah. back, so uh recommend really listening to that. Back to that too. Which is this is? I think this is the first time we'll hear about this. So, Zach, if you're listening to us, let us know if this works for you. <laughs> we'll yeah, text we'll you out. too. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're not gonna we're not we're not watching them in order. Yeah. This is gonna be a series that we're hoping to continue with our friend, Zach, and we're trying to watch all five Twilight right. films completely right. out of order. So who knows which gonna one's do it gonna be next? We st- we the Three is down. We have one, two, four, <laughs> yes. and five left. Yes. What's going to be gonna next? No tight. idea. We're going to do it. So. We're going to do it. One way or another. All right, everybody. Thank um, you guys
1: so much for listening. If you want to follow us, follow us on Instagram. You know, we get these amazing comics that Jesse does for every episode. Fucking badass. we posted out you. all the episodes. Uh, we're hopefully going to post more goofs out there. I we we'll to post more stories. Um, and, Yeah. Do you wanna follow us on Instagram, Twitter? Tell your tell your, your mom beaver, and dad sister, and beavers, beavers, uh, your, beavers and your sisters, beavers
0: <laughs> sisters. <laughs> and brothers, tell your squirrels, uh, uh and amphibians, amphibians. Also we peacocks uh, pumpkins. The pumpkins, for sure. Bee Pea-
1: pumpkins, Please pumpkins
0: and peacocks and squirrels. <laughs> uh all
1: right every little thing for listening. I love you happy birthday, Jesse Thank you.
0: Bye. Bye.